This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. All righty. Good morning, boys and girls. I hope you all are doing well out there. Let me, uh, let me get this way a little bit here. All right. Let me make sure I'm, uh, is it this way? Yes, I think it is that way. So there we go. Hope you all are doing well. On a Thursday, we're rocking and rolling from uh, Indianapolis. I think they start, uh, let me, there we go, there we go, there we go. Uh, I think they start running and jumping and doing all the silly shit today uh, at the Combine. So for those of you that love uh, to overreact about the 40 or any of those other things, you can uh, you can do that today as they start doing all of that stuff. So uh, we will uh, take you till about one o'clock. We got a bunch of guests today on the show. Uh, Nick Hicks is going to join us to his trainer. He'll stop by at 11 o'clock. We'll have some fun with him. At noon, Omar Kelly is also going to stop by and join us. So we've got a couple of guests for you. Got a bunch of things to talk about. I want to go over uh, some of the stuff that Chris Greer talked about yesterday. and. just, you know, I, I just really smart the way he kind of approached it all yesterday. So I thought that was uh, that was funny. And and it's a it's a way where it kind of sets it up for people to overreact to some of this stuff. You know, so it just uh, I, I, I just kind of trip out on on the reactions from people because I got, you know, the DMs come in, people on Twitter, on Instagram, they're coming at me all over the place on my phone. Did you see what he said here and this, that? And, and and people just try to read too much into it when you really don't have to read into it. And we'll, we'll get into his comments. Uh, what else do we have? I don't have a regular kind of setup with a desk and everything in front. It's kind of a it's kind of makeshift what I'm doing here in Indianapolis. But anyway, um, we got the heat last night. God, I tuned into that and it was like, oh my God, why am I watching this? (sighs) They lose to the Sixers. They get trounced. Uh, Tonight, I'll watch the Predators over at Kilroy's. Uh, Remember, those of you that live in the Indianapolis area, uh, if you live or work here in downtown Indianapolis, some of you have told me, you know, that uh, you wanted to hang out. Well, today at 5.30, I'll be at Kilroy's, okay? So if uh, you want to come on by and hang out and uh, and meet us, uh, I'll be there at Kilroy's in downtown Indianapolis uh, at 5.30, okay? I'm looking forward to it, actually. Looking forward to the, um, to the stuffed garlic rolls with cheese and pepperoni. Oh, my God. Those things are dangerous, man. They are so good. So good. Um, we got a bunch of other things. John Morant is in the news. Um, got some stuff. Uh, Ravens also. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Some stuff has come out from that. Uh, Michael Irvin makes some progress. Uh, got some stuff. Got some funny stuff to get into. A little music stuff also. And, of course, your questions, your comments, your reactions on anything and everything going on in the world of sports uh, or crypto, which everything is down right now, right? The market, everything, you know, weirdest thing. 
It's just, uh, it, it's it's almost like the pump that happened earlier, like the like these first couple months. It, it it really tripped me out, as I told you guys. And now you know we see maybe some bumps in the road. Unemployment may start picking up a little bit. Uh, it's uh, it's like I was telling Matt yesterday. It's like uh, the unemployment rate is low because most of us have two jobs or three jobs. That's why it's not not because of anything else. It's because it's so damn expensive to survive, you know, and, and you see homeless people everywhere here in Indianapolis. It doesn't matter where you're at. You see homeless people all over the place It's because it's, it's expensive uh, to just survive in this world. So, but yeah, markets are not doing well this morning. Uh, it'll it'll eventually bounce back, but it's going to take a little time. I, I still think it's a, it's the latter half of this year is when we really will enjoy going into 2024. Is when I really think it's going to turn the corner. I still think we're going to have a rough six to nine months. These last two months were kind of I don't know if it was misleading or you know it just doesn't 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 come off like it's it's you really turn the corner, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I see Steve Chapman is in the house. Brian Walters is in. Gus Gus 1388. Uh, Ad Marks in. He's in Colorado Springs. Uh, Giovanni is in. Magnus in. Carrillo in. Alexis in. He says, uh, morning to all. What an embarrassing heat game last night. At this point, I could care less if we make the playoffs or play in. That's the scary part. That they're 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 stuck in a play-in tournament. Oh my god, that, that's bad, dude. That's bad. Uh, it's the NBA. Almost everybody gets to the playoffs. Says Lofi. <laughs> yeah, but Lofi, they're they're not a very good playoff team this year. You know, and just to get a, just to just to kind of get into the heat a little bit, and. I kind of feel bad for them. You know what I mean? Look, I'm the first one to tell you, I think, you know, Riley and company have made a lot of bad decisions over the last few years. And I think Eric Spolster is such a really good coach that he's kind of bailed them out. I've talked about this many times. And and even with the ownership group, uh, I kind of get pissed off hearing about luxury tax and shit like that from, you know, from – from uh, from the owners. So to me, I got to tell you, man, it, it's I know they want to win and I know they thought they were doing the right thing, but it has not worked out, you know, and because it hasn't worked out, you're you're going to see a rough year this year for the Miami Heat. I mean, a really rough year for the Heat. Uh, and, and they're still probably going to sneak into the playoffs. That's the amazing part about this team, that a rough year, they're still going to make the playoffs. But we have such high standards for them that if they don't meet them, then we're really all kind of pissed off. And they're the only team that produces titles in town. Like, they're the only team that really wins year in and year out. You know, they still are winning with their 33 and 30, I believe, or something. But – they're still the team that there is still the best franchise in town. They're the team that produces. And because they've set the bar so high for themselves that what they're doing now just doesn't even come close to meeting the standard that you need. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things that it's, you know, not a, not a good situation this year. And, it, and it's just poorly constructed. And it's all coming apart now, unfortunately. I mean, yesterday, no Embiid, and they run your ass right off the court. And I'm there, I'm, I'm like, I'm here in Indy, and I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me, let me check in with the team, look at what's going on. And it's like, you're watching this, and it's like, wow, it, it's, it's unbearable, man. It's tough. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, MX is in. Hello from Parts Unknown. Mr. X doesn't want you to know where he's at. Uh, Manolo Rivera, biggest, hardest working man in the community. Stay away from Dairy Queen this time. Safe travels. Yeah, no Dairy Queens here. Uh, King Short says it's overreaction Thursday. Gilbert Martinez, good morning. Carrillo says YouTube acting up. Where is it? No, it's just you because I don't see anything here. Um, nothing's acting up on my recording. Nothing's acting up on live. Uh, Sean would tell me if something was acting up, but I don't see anything here. Uh, might be your, might be your connection. Uh, also the amount of jobs is less too. Yeah. 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 My favorite part is that, um, people are, are, are because of, you know, the right now riskier assets are not going to strive right now. People are going to go more conservative. And you know they're they're going and and uh, and 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 getting government bills which like pay like four percent or something. Meanwhile, inflation's like at six. So your money's not growing. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's so ridiculous. People sometimes I, I whatever man, you know, it's the dollar loses six to eight percent every year. You're putting your 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 money in the government bills that are getting you forty four percent. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You're not really getting ahead. It's it's the silliest thing in the world, but you know, this is what we do. Unfortunately, night is in. GP trap is in. Says coming back from my second bout of COVID. Getting better. Wow, man, hang in there. Sucks. And the, the, the worst part about that COVID crap is you just don't know how it's going to affect you compared to somebody else. It might just absolutely wallop your ass or kill you. Uh, and some other people, it'll be like a cold. And you just don't know. Or you could be like Dave Navarro that you're, you can't taste anything for two years. Jesus, can you imagine that? It's weird, man. Really is weird. Uh, true Finn fan in the house, Adam Pinkser. Uh, will it hurt the Heat to play some defense once in a while? And then they can't shoot. Not only that, but they can't shoot. It, it, you know, when when Ira tells me that, well, if uh, you put this guy here, you can kind of hide him. I cringe at times because the problem is there are too many people you have to hide on the Heat. And that's not... Again, this is unheat-like. It's unheat-like that you allow players to tell you what players to get. It's unheat-like that you have now become the team that re-signs all your journeymen and stuff like that to long-term contracts when you used to just 
develop them. And yeah, they resurrected their careers. And then you said, yeah, go someone else give you the money, not us. All of a sudden now you're the one giving them the money. And then your defense is not really up to like real heat standards. There's a lot of things that are very not heat-like going on with the organization. I'll just say it that way. Uh, Brian Ratke is in the house. Devin Jordan. This is another bad loss for the Heat. Plus, Embiid didn't even play last night. Embarrassing. Yeah, it was bad. Kevin Beal. <laughs> Tyler Hero. Uh, Devin, they need to clean house, period. They need to trade everybody. Everybody that they can, except for Bam, of course. But if you can trade uh, Jimmy, if you can trade Tyler, if you can get rid of Lowry, I, I think you try to – I think you need to redo this entire roster and, and create flexibility for yourself. Um, Cruz Ruiz in, Terry Lynch. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Michael says you keep freezing up. Mine's not freezing up, man. I don't know what to tell you. Sean, are we having any issues there? You seeing anything wrong? No, no, no. And he's the technical guy, and he knows way more than I ever will. Uh, Ken Sean is in. Says go Dolphins, Marlins, Inter, Panthers. By summer, 8,600 is where Bitcoin will be. <laughs> uh, Kenshawn, you've been wrong like 80,000 times. You, you might want to stop uh, with all the uh, predictions. Uh, the low was already hit. It was 16.5. Already, it's all, as, as you've seen there, no matter how much the market has moved, it has stuck itself in between the 23-24 range. Uh, it stayed up in the 20s. It doesn't even go back down. Meanwhile, other things can go back down, and it's kind of held really, really strong. But that's all right. You don't invest. So you don't really know. You just kind of comment on it. Uh, I watched uh, the Finns 62-7 loss to the Jags last night. Uh, crazy. The Jags went 14-2 and that year. Only two losses were against the Titans. They lost two of them in the AFC title game, 0-3. Yep. Um Googlass says, biggest Indiana Dolphins fan here. I hope you're enjoying our city. Thanks for bringing the sunshine. Yeah, it's been it's been nice and warm. So hopefully I'll see you at Kilroy's today at 530, Googlass. Steve Rose is in. Says, when the Knicks are playing really well, something is wrong. Maybe the Earth's rotation is disturbed. Nizzle in. Says, scream is good to him. Um... Let's see. Stream uh, GP Trap says no issues here. Uh, Donardo Joseph says good morning. Corey Foster. Big O, who should we pick up for running back this year? I think they'll bring back the same two guys. I don't know who they'll get in free agency. That will be a whole different ballgame. But I think um, they'll, they'll try to bring back Wilson and Mostert. It worked out well, man. Uh, you, maybe you get another back, but where? I don't know if it's free agency or the draft. Something tells me it'll be free agency because, well, you know what? They do have a sixth or seventh round pick, and, and these guys do like to pick late. I don't think it'll be with the second and third rounders. Not anymore. I think they'll go with the, the two guys, and then they'll get something under the radar 
But again, it's got to fit the system because that's the thing that happened last year with um, with the Arizona kid that they brought in, and it certainly did not work out. That's for sure. Uh, Big O, I read uh, Jason Kidd is finally calling Luca out for his immature ways. I know you've been saying that for a while, but he doesn't take care of himself. That's the thing. Luca is so talented, doesn't play defense. He looks like uh, a small version of what, what was the guy's name again? The, what I talked about from from Oklahoma State, Big Country Reeves. Now, some of you are too young to even know who the hell Big Country Reeves is, but I want you to look at Big Country Reeves' body, which was much bigger than Luca, but it's the same body type. It's like this square, rounded dude. And if you look at it, Luca is a Big Country Reeves, smaller version playing, you know, a guard-like position. It's, it's a joke. It really is. He, it shows you how great he is, that he can gain all this weight and not take care of himself and still play at an incredibly high level, right? Can you imagine if Luka Doncic actually, like, took care of himself and was in great athletic shape? He would be a much better player. But, I mean, you got... Luca, who doesn't take care of himself and a great player, and then Kyrie Irving, who's, you know, a few sandwiches short of a picnic, and that's not a guy that's committed either. Not physically, but just here. It's not a guy that's really committed, you know, overall. He's got a lot of shit in his head that leads him in other directions. That That's why, to me, when I saw that move, it was like, okay, big deal. Two guys that can score and play no defense, and how, where, where are you going to get? You, know, you're gonna, you, you think those two guys are going to outscore all, your, all the way to, the, to an NBA title? When Dallas beat the Heat in 2010, it was because they were a the much better team and they had more of a defensive disposition than Miami. Miami had the Mike Bibbies and all that stuff. Remember? And they had to clean it up and had to, you know, go get Shane Battier, add Ray Allen, you know, add players that could help them defensively and offensively, add real pieces that fit and complement the big three. They didn't have those pieces that first year. And then, and also LeBron still had not graduated yet. It was that following year where he finally graduated because, yeah, I mean, J.J. Barea is, like, backing you up. You know, he's, like, he's like posting you up. Like, when, when I saw J.J. Barea posting up LeBron, I said, this is uh, – what's going on here? What are we doing? J.J. Barea is posting up LeBron James? Are, are, are you kidding me? So, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know where you go with Luca and Kyrie Irving. And I think the last time I asked um, Sean, I think it was, was it on Monday or was it last Friday or something or last Thursday? They were like one in three when they played together. I don't know what it is now, but I would imagine it's not that much better. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. 
Uh, Michael Fisk, by the way, yeah, it is Tua time. It is his birthday today. He's 25. So happy birthday to Tua today. Tried out the XFL. Liked the pace and the mics on, but quality of play was blah. Oh, I mean, you can't expect it to be high quality, Lofi. This is more of a developmental league. You know, the, the players that can that you're going to be impressed with play in the NFL. Or for Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Big O, I read Jason, uh, Jason, oh no, I, I, I got that. Saw Coach McDee's interview with Florio and Sims. Those guys are such clowns. Pathetic. I did not see it. I don't know uh, what they did. I have no idea. I was going to watch the 201, but that didn't happen. Um, I guess I'll have to watch this one because it's Mike McDaniel. You know. Uh, I know about big country or tractor trailer or baby, big baby type body. No, no, no. He doesn't have tractor trailer or big baby's body. He has big country Reeves body. It's they're all different kinds of bodies. But if you look at big country Reeves, I swear to you, go look at big country Reeves, find some video on him and then go look at Luka Doncic right now. And it's the same player. The same player, just a little shorter. That's all it is. Same fat box. Maybe that's what we should call Luca fat box. That's good. That's actually a good nickname for him, the fat box. Because he's fat, but it's kind of like a box. You know? Like Big Baby was fat, but there was roundish all over the place. You look at Luca, it's like a square. It's like a rounded square. And that's exactly what was Big Country Reeves. He was just the same way, except a, a, a taller version of, of it. Uh, do you believe the XFL or USFL will become one of the developmental leagues for the NFL? Denardo, if it, it'll be the XFL because uh, Rock already has some relations with the NFL as it is. Um, it'll be the XFL. But I'll tell you this, Donardo, without it, they won't survive. There's no long-term growth for the XFL or the USFL if they don't tie themselves to the NFL. We've talked about this before. I've told you what I think. It's got to become a developmental league where the bottom end of, of NFL rosters and practice squad players are playing in the XFL. Very important. Also, your receivers coach, he wants to become an offensive coordinator. So you have an older offensive coordinator, right? Now the receivers coach is going to go to the XFL and be somebody's offensive coordinator. So now he'll get a little training on calling games and get that in-game experience. And then you're training your guy for the future because you hope that your older offensive coordinator who might retire in the next year or two or three, maybe you got the guy in the wings and you can develop him. He can go to the XFL and call a season and be and have, be in that experience. So I think it's very important that one, they mirror each other in rules. They mirror each other in philosophies. And then at the same time, you're not going to have 32 uh, teams in the XFL. 
but you're going to have to get to like 16. Right. And that way, two teams in the in each in, in the league will represent one XFL team and then they'll be the feeder system for those. But the defenses have got to be kind of the same. So if you run three fours, they've got to run three fours. If you run a four three, they've got to run a four three. If you run a spread or you run a traditional more offense or whatever, all of those things have to have similarities. Just like, you know, in the minors uh, or in the NBA, you, you, you run the similar things. That way, when you do elevate them from the G League to the NBA, from the minors to the majors, there isn't a lot of change. And they're not thinking about different rules and different you know, schemes and things like that. So all of those things have to kind of mesh. And then the way you build your, 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 your coaching staffs, your front office, some of them for long-term purposes for guys, but then there has to be a developmental side to it all. Okay. So maybe your regional scout wants to become a college director of scouting, right? Well, then now it's his opportunity to, in an offseason, go over to the XFL and be the college director of scouting for a certain team. All of these kind of things have to kind of mesh. And if it does, then that league will have the opportunity to survive. Why? The XFL needs it for developmental purposes. But the problem has become what? College football is your developmental league. And so if college football is your developmental league, you know, you don't need an XFL. You don't need a USFL. And they're, they don't, they're not using one penny. If they tie themselves to the XFL, they'll be an expense. College football, they have zero expenses. And meanwhile, they're developing their players, which they're really not because a lot of the spread now in college has made it harder to develop offensive linemen and road graders because they're passing, you know, 70, 80% of the time in some colleges. It's ridiculous. So guys don't have their hand in the dirt and they're not, you know, driving people into the ground. So it's harder to project some of these linemen. Can he become a good run blocker when he comes from a scheme that he barely blocked? Comes a challenge. So the, the XFL can help you in that area. Develop more offensive linemen. Things like that. Uh, what else do we have? Luca Square. There we go. You don't think Nikola Jokic has more of a big country? No, not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. No, you didn't watch Big Country. I don't think you remember Big Country, if, if you're asking that. Um, Doc, um, Jokic has – Jokic is not built like that. Not at all. Uh, Matt Carter, got to like a Barkley Malone body. Well, those are two different bodies right there. Barkley did not have a body. Uh, Malone was a sculpture. The rules are kind of cool. It's different, but it's never going to gain an NFL. No, 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 no. Nothing will gain an NFL. No sport will, uh, will gain an NFL fan base in this country. Uh, let's see. All Pat Riley wanted was Hardaway, Shaq, Anthony Mason is to stay in shape, and you can only imagine their extended careers. Uh, to do, to do, Herman says, Big O, great interview with Skyler. 
If you guys missed the interview with Skyler Thompson, you should check it out. He was uh, he was really good yesterday. Uh, we got him for like 30 minutes, man, which is – I told him about 15. It just – it just you, you, you don't really realize it until you're in the middle of the interview, and I'm like, holy crap, it's already 20-something minutes. And I thought it was like 10 or something, and it just went by like that. It was fun. He did a good job. Um, you don't need a discount code right now at Red Recover. They got 30% off, but you can use Big O. But I think you'll get the 30% off anyways right now. So go to redrecover.com. Okay. Great sponsor of ours. And if you're looking, by the way, since uh, Sergio brought it up, redrecover.com, proud sponsor of ours, man. If you got shoulder injury, an old surgery, uh, if you have a brand new surgery where you've got a scar, and let me tell you, red light therapy can help scars disappear. We've got videos showing that. Okay, go to the redrecover.com uh, website. You'll see the videos, the blogs. You can find out more about, about red light therapy. It's healthy for your dogs. We've got the wraps for their hips. It's healthy for kids. It's healthy for adults. There is no side effects whatsoever. So go check it out. Go to redrecover.com and get 30% off right now. 30% off while it lasts. Take advantage redrecover.com right the big old one is 10% you can um, it isn't on the 30% anymore did it oh it's March it's March maybe I don't know let me uh, let me ask let me ask my discount big O is 10% but I told you guys to jump on the 30% while it lasts i gotta uh, let me ask if it's still going on uh let's see uh big o i heard a rumor that the mailman was a stripper at chippendales for two weeks after his playing career ended just kidding, LOL. He probably could have done it, right? I mean, that dude was chiseled, bro. He he probably had a, a future in that. Uh, Big O, why don't you put a timeline on your videos of what you're talking about and time your guests on it? Um, we have individual videos with those interviews. So don't need it. The, when Omar Kelly comes on, it's, it's there. What, what are you going to say, Sean? No, I think he's talking about on the timeline so they can see it, which you send out in your tweet if they're following you at Big O Show. Huh? He's saying, why don't you send out what time your guests are going to be on on the chat here? You send that out in the tweet. Oh, the okay. I say it at the beginning of the show all the time. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that. Just go to the beginning of the show, bro. I mean, how fucking lazy are you already? Let's go to the beginning of the show. Work. Some of you out there, it's like you ask me questions. It's on the goddamn timeline. Check the goddamn timeline. I talk about the guests at the beginning of the show. You want to know when they're on? You'll find out when they're on. Some of you out there, work, bro. Work. 
you listen to the show, I talk about the at the beginning of the show, I tell you when the guests are on. So you want to find out? Go to the beginning of the show. I'll tell you when the guests are on. It's a, this happens all the time. Some of you out there are so incredibly lazy that it has to be like put right in your face. You know? Search, man. Work a little bit. I'm not, I, I do enough work and so does Sean. You do your part. Ricardo Cuchican. Thank you, sir. Dear O, yesterday I had the opportunity to meet and greet Tua. What a humble young man. He's far and away. Uh, he's far away to look fragile. Hope he'll be healthy and he definitely take us to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. Um, thank God for this show. What a lonely offseason if it weren't for this. <laughs> it's going to be a great offseason, actually. It's going to be a lot of fun this offseason. Uh, two has some tree trunks for legs. Yeah, dude, he's, he's not a skinny guy. He's just had some terrible freaking luck, you know? Big O, my woman's client brought, bought 130000 in March of Bitcoin at 13000 he made a hundred grand in four months. Uh, it never got to thirteen thousand. So I, I'm not sure. You can't buy Bitcoin at thirteen thousand when it never got to thirteen thousand. So I don't know what March you're talking about. I don't know how many years ago you're talking about, but it only got as low as 16.5 this year. Uh, Troy, thank you for uh, becoming the first one to overreact and bite for the bait. All right, well, it's 10.30. Let me, let, me, let me get into a little Dolphins talk for some of you out there. Here's Troy Ortiz. Oh, is Greer serious? He might extend Tua this season. He's not extending Tua. There's no chance. He's extending to him at all. Let me explain to some of you out there that you don't get how this, like Troy, doesn't get how this game is played. Okay. Um, Chris Greer told you that, you know, he wouldn't shut the door on Mike Kosicki. Mike McDaniel told you he wouldn't shut the door. We're not in the business of, of denying good players. What do you believe? You believe there's any chance Mike Gesicki comes back? No. He doesn't fit what they do. He proved it every week by rarely ever playing the guy. Byron Jones. The dude waits till March to have the surgery. Screws you the entire season. Whether his body's falling apart or not or whether he doesn't even know that football does damage to him, whatever, I don't give a shit, to be quite honest. Okay, I don't have any sympathy for that. Shayna, you bought your tickets. You knew what you were getting into. I say, let him crash. Do you think Byron Jones has any shot at coming back? No. But do they tell you that? No, because they're not going to slam a player. And... In the Tua thing, Troy, don't be so gullible, dude. 
there's zero chance they give him an extension unless he wants to, you know, maybe agree to a five-year, $100 million deal at $20 million per season. Oh, here, Tua, go ahead, sign. We'll give you $40 million up front. Here you go. They're not going to do that either because that would be under even the franchise tag. Right? Or the, not the franchise tag, the fifth year option, which is 23. So the game is played like we don't trash players. We don't say we don't want them. We don't say we want no part of them. Nothing. We don't do any of that. We love you, Gesicki. Oh, yeah, we'll have you back. No shot. Oh, Byron Jones. Oh, no, we love you, Byron Jones. No, 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 yeah, no, you never know. You know, uh, uh, Vic Fangio has to, you know, look it over. And, you know, we, we think the world of Byron. No fucking shot. Come on, dude. So you have Tua's your guy. They believe in Tua. They want Tua. But they're not going to say, we're not signing Tua now. We have no intentions on giving Tua an, uh, a long-term contract. Are you kidding me? The guy has to prove he's durable, which that's what they're saying behind the scenes. But they can't say that publicly. So there is no shot at all whatsoever of a long-term contract. It's either a fifth-year option or not. That's the decision. That's the one that they don't know. But the entire time, they have to say they embrace to him. They want him here for a long time. Yeah, we want to sign him to a long-term deal. Is that going to happen this offseason? Of course not. They have to first see that he can stay you know, healthy, that he has figured out how to get rid of the ball to do all the right things out there and be able to extend plays and extend his career and all that kind of stuff, right? Once you get past that, you know, that, that uh, uh, what's it called, that hurdle, then you can talk about a long-term contract a year or two from now. But there is no chance all that was was a general manager telling you how much they want the player, how much they love the player, and telling the player publicly and telling the agent publicly how much they want him. Behind the scenes, there's no shot of a contract extension. None. Okay? So let's not overreact. Let's not fall for, you know, the bait this is a PR game that is being played. I tell you this constantly when McDaniel was on the podium throughout the year that he does this shit all the time. And so does Chris Greer. They know how to play the game. They're not going to talk about, we're done with this guy. We don't want him. No, they're not going to do that. That's not how they, that's not how they entertain all this stuff. They, you're going to attract more, you know, more uh, what um, there's a saying, right? You attract more with honey than with uh, than with uh, vinegar or something. I forgot what it is or some shit like that. That's what it's all about, man. All that was was a PR game. Nothing was said there yesterday that was earth shattering in any way, shape or form. The only thing was that, you know, of course, we're a little concerned about the injuries. And right there is the one that tells you they're not getting a contract extension. You know, oh, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you 
that obviously were concerned with, you know. And that, that was about the biggest negative that he could say out of the whole thing, which is something that everybody knows. So Troy or anybody else out there, because I got a bunch of DMs and I got some tweets and some Instagram DMs and Facebook DMs and, and texts on my phone about an extension. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. There will be no extension. Okay? That's just talk. Smart talk, by the way. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Uh, Pat in Asheville says, can you send me the guest times via carrier pigeon from Indy? I just want to walk outside and have the times gently land on my shoulder. Uh, Big O asked Sean if he agrees with the three refs holding a ladder in a ladder match. He will know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Is that something that happened yesterday in wrestling, I would imagine? Yeah, they did a spot with Powerhouse Hobbs, and he took out the ladder, and then he had to climb said ladder, and he's about 280. So they had to have four of the refs. Instead of the 10 ladders laying around outside, him going get a new one, they used the bad one and had four referees struggling, trying to hold a 208-pound guy, climbing to the very top of the ladder to retrieve a brass ring to win the match instead of just getting a ladder from somewhere else. But, hey. By the way, how was my prediction yesterday? Uh, who'd you have? Hook, right? Yeah. Yep, you won. And that guy, that other guy yesterday questioning my wrestling analysis. I mean, how do you question my wrestling analysis? I don't think he questioned your wrestling analysis. He questioned every way you got to it because he didn't think you thought you were talking wrestling. <laughs> of course I was talking wrestling. What's wrong with him? That's pure wrestling breakdown right there, bro. Nobody breaks down wrestling like I do. Accurately. Uh, Let's see. They won't sign him for five years. You mean after the fifth year is what you mean uh, on that one, Jason? Uh, What else? Big O, do you think the NFL will bring back the spotters for concussions again this year? They probably will. They probably will. They'll just try to tweak it and all that. Flies with honey. There you go. Then with vinegar. You attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Thank you, guys. There you go. Big O, everybody knows Chris Greer is playing poker right now. You can't believe every word that comes out of his mouth, especially with Gesicki. The Gesicki and the Byron Jones ones will tell you right away. Like, that – that was so much BS, okay? While Mike McDaniel and, and, and Greer are talking about, it's just like crap needs to be just, just spewing out of their mouths the entire time because they are bullshitting everybody on that one, man. There is no shot those guys come back. Uh, if you could land Rodgers, you want to re-sign Gesicki. Rodgers, what does Rodgers for Gesicki mean? I don't know what you mean. Oh, you talk about like Aaron Rodgers, but that's not. It has nothing to do with Miami. They're not gonna. That's no. That's that's even ridiculous. That's not even something that's even going to be considered. 
let's see. Do, 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 do. That that guy has no idea of Big O's wrestling breakdowns. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when you want real wrestling breakdown, you come here to this this show here. We give you the wrestling breakdown that nobody else can give you. Big O, where do you put the wrestling prediction dartboard? Uh, usually I take it with me everywhere I go. And I've got it up on the board right here. And then uh, I just work it. And got to tell you, it uh, comes through quite often. Um, he did, one of the things that uh, he did say, he, he'd like Wilson and Mostert back. Now, that would be more truth than Gesicki and Byron Jones. <laughs> that I believe because why? What's been his M.O.? Cheap on the running back. They don't. They they like their running backs interchangeable. Okay, like your underwear. Well, most of you, I hope. Right. I hope you're changing underwears every day. So you know, most of you do that, right? Well, that's that's how Chris Greer treats his running backs, like underwears. He doesn't want an underwear that's a. I mean, he doesn't want a running back that's a tie, and then you're tied down to it forever. No, dude. No, 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 no. He wants to be able to throw it in the hamper and go get a brand new one, a fresh one. And that's kind of his running backs. He doesn't really go out there and spend high picks. He doesn't spend big money. And Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert do not require big money. And this is a year where you've got to pay some people you don't have a ton of cap space. You need flexibility. You're not going to go out and pay for Saquon Barkley or anything like that. So I think the running back part that he said that he'd like Wilson and Mostert back, I kind of think that that's the truth. And that's because of it makes fiscal sense to do that. What else did he say yesterday? Uh, we talked about the Tua stuff. We talked about the Byron. Oh, I'll tell you. He gave us some meat on the bone yesterday, okay? He he laid it down yesterday on, on, on two things. And we've been talking about it here a lot on the show. He said linebacker and safety. And remember, we've been talking about how your safeties have to be cover safeties. Sure, help you run support and all that other stuff, but they have to excel. Normally, your free safety excels, right? And and obviously, the Dolphins have a guy that can do anything and everything back there, right? But they need another guy, and and the problem is, while I'm a while I'm a Brandon Jones fan, been a Brandon Jones fan since they drafted him, and I had faith in him that he would get better and better in coverage. And he was getting better, and last year he made some some improvement, but he's not at the point where Fangio will feel comfortable. At least I don't think. And so that's why I think that there could be a move at safety, and I know there's going to be moves at linebacker. I am a thousand percent sure there's going to be a couple of linebackers added to this team, and. A couple will be subtracted from this team because Fangio will require certain things from the linebackers that all these guys don't possess. So that will change. 
whether it's Baker being better at run support or whether it's a Landon Roberts and, and Ingram being able to cover. You know, whatever the weakness is in your game, that's going to be a problem for Fangio. So they're going to want to find guys that are a little bit more two-way because that's the only way you can make you can be a make-or-break defense, where you just like how where you where you're 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 on you're on those seven, ten, twelve, fifteen play drives, and they want to keep you in a, in a in a way where they're keeping everything up front, and you've got to be perfect. That's kind of the way Fangio plays. So in order for you to play like that, your front seven, you know, well, not the front four, but the, the linebackers and definitely your safeties have to have great cover skills. So you're going to need linebackers that can run, not just stuff, not just stuff to run, but be able to run out in the open field. And I think that the, the requirements at linebacker are going to change because once you change schemes, and you change defensive coordinators, there's going to be changes. And I think safety is one, and definitely linebacker is going to see a hell of a turnover. I think you'll see two to three different linebackers on the scene. I really believe that. And let's hope, by the way, Channing Tindall can can take that step forward because he possesses the skills that Vic Fangio needs for his defense. So it'd be cool if – It'd be really cool if Channing Tindall comes through. I'm not worried about a, a rookie year, him not doing well. Not worried about that. That's a lot of rookies struggled their first year. You know, so to me, that's that's nothing new. Uh, EJD Construction, by the way, a proud sponsor of our program, our platform, and this trip here. So support the great people that support us. If you're looking for custom home construction or major home remodeling, Folks, this is this is Eric's personal cell number. So you get to talk to the owner right away. 305-433-4843. Doesn't matter what you need to do. Maybe you need to upgrade your roof because right now a lot of insurance companies are requiring you to update your roof. If your roof is over 20 years old and you call in for that new policy and you check and they're going to say, well, wait a minute before we give you that new policy, is your roof updated? And if it's not, Call EJD Construction. They can update it for you at 305-433-4843. Fully insured, liability, and workers' comp. So everybody walking into your home cannot sue you because they're insured. You hire somebody that's not insured, and you are putting yourself at risk. So whatever it is you need, you need to build a second floor to your home. You need to add an extra room. You need to modernize that kitchen. One of our listeners is remediating the house which they had a fire and so everything needs to be gutted out they do that too they do it all man full contractor they can do anything and everything for you call them 305-433-4843 and search for them on instagram at ejd construction so you can see a lot of the work that they've done excellent work man excellent work i should know seen it firsthand in many different fashions with them they are amazing ejdconstruction.com uh big o haven't uh, tapped in in a while where are you at really dude did you not see the headline when you tapped in remember what i talked about just now laziness um, let's see. 
oh, do you have access inside the stadium for the combine this year? Yes, but I don't care about it. I don't go. I don't care about the 40 times and, you know, the silly little interviews there for the draft and all that. I don't care about any of that stuff. To me, none of that matters. It's, it's, uh, it's the last reason I'm here is for that. I'm here more to meet people and talk to them uh, outside. That's really what it's all about. I don't – I know today they're doing it. They're starting all their running and jumping and all that garbage. I just don't care about it. I find it to be as, as useless as it gets, to be quite honest. So, yeah, I have access, but I'm here doing this instead of being there. And I'd rather be here doing this than, than being there, to be quite honest. Um, let's see. Big O. Dougie had a good point. Uh, Vernon McKinley running this system with Holland in college um, doesn't mean anything. He hasn't proven enough at this level. So it's nice. And it's good that he's got cover skills. And maybe he can – listen, this front office knows how to find secondary guys. So if they like Vernon McKinley, maybe there's something there with the kid. And he didn't – he wasn't bad last year. But it doesn't mean anything. You know, we'll see if Fangio likes him. That's when we'll find out. But I would not put it past Vernon McKinley becoming – a contributor on this team because they find them. They find these guys in the secondary. They're really good at finding guys in the secondary. A whole lot of tampering going on. That's right. That's exactly what's going on. A whole lot of tamperings going on. By the way, did you guys see the um, the Louisville game last night? So Louisville uh, was playing a uh, basket. Well, I don't know what they what they do. Is it called basketball? Because they're four and twenty six here under Kenny Payne. Now there's a lot of pain being brought to Louisville right now. So um, they had a uh, a doggy uh, performing at halftime. And I don't know if you guys saw the lowlights, but here's the dog performing. I would call it a highlight, actually, because, you know, dogs are the coolest thing on the planet. So let's go. Let's go with uh, let's go with the uh, dog performing at the Louisville game. And the reaction from the crowd is just absolutely awesome because they see it go down uh, and they, they see the brown town go down. And uh, and so everybody goes crazy on it. And just to kind of fill you in on the story, um, it was a uh, it was at the Louisville, Virginia Tech game. The canine was doing tricks with the Frisbee. But the show eventually uh, started to stink, literally, when the dog walked up to its trainer near the baseline to do another move. When out of nowhere, it pops a squat and lets it all out. 
Now, for those of you that, if you don't own dogs, all right, if your dog hasn't done poop in a while and they run around, it kind of gets their bowels moving, okay? I know because we, we own several dogs. And, you know, they run, they, they, once you get them exercising a little bit, kind of gets them moving and they usually end up going to the bathroom. I know because it happens to us in our backyard. You know, we're playing with the dogs are running around and then all of a sudden you notice that they want to go to the bathroom, you know? So you got to make sure your dog has gone to the bathroom or you're going to feel the pain from Kenny Payne. Now we have another video. Here's Clay Thompson and and he's uh, being interviewed, by the way, by the uh, late Pedro Gomez, rest in peace, one of the classiest dudes that you'll ever meet. And rest in peace, Pedro, man. Un abrazo. Uh, he is uh, one of the really, really good people. We lost him way too early. But uh, in this clip, Pedro is interviewing Clay Thompson. He's at Dodger Stadium. And, you know, he's out there doing a little BP. And Clay's dog is there. I want you to look in the background behind Clay during this uh, interview. Especially for our family, like, wow, he really made it, uh, especially when you hear your name called by Vince Scully. So it's awesome. I can't wait to meet Vin. You know, I know he's met so many people in his, in his lifetime. So to be another one, it's, uh, it's, a real, it's a real honor. Clay Thompson, Trace Thompson, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, so there's, there's the dog dropping the deuce. And you, you like how the cameraman went to the left to try to take the dog out of the picture, and then you can hear the people in the background. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. You got to love dogs, man. Dogs are just absolutely the best. They really are. God. Uh, maybe if you give the dog a, a little nature bee, he won't go uh, – you know, in public there and, and embarrass you. Uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying Nature Bee can help you there, but Nature Bee can help you highlight your libido, a little allergy relief, a little energy, boosting that immune system, which is my favorite thing. I've been dealing with it for many, many years now. I've been taking it for over 20 years. And one of the things that I'm always able to fight off is cold. I rarely have a cold and I, I, I attribute it all to nature be taking it every day. Do I get one every once in a blue moon? Yeah, of course I'll get it. And it's gone quickly too. That's the other thing. Um, listen, uh, muscle recovery after working out, uh, less stress, stronger nails, fuller hair. Uh, there's so many benefits from nature bee. That's why I want you to go to naturebee.com slash big O and you can get a 100 day supply. It's over three months. For only $85, two capsules a day, 85 cents a day. That's a joke. You can use it. Your kids can use it. Brother, you you know, somebody, you, you take two a day. Somebody grabs and takes 15 of them. They're not going to OD. They're just going to be well, be well protected. That's all it is. Can't even hurt you because it's all natural. It's plant pollen from clean, green New Zealand. It comes straight from Mother Nature, not made in some lab or anything like that. That's why the kids can take it. That's why the adults can take it. And listen, kids are always dealing with all kinds of nasties in school. So you want them protected. That way, when they come home, they're protecting you. So go to naturebee.com slash big O. Get this 100-day supply right now for only $85. And we're going to give you a free Manuka honey lip balm. So we're going to throw that in for free 
when you order it. Go to naturebee.com slash big O. 100-day supply, only $85. That's 85 cents a day, plus your Manuka Honey Lip Balm for free. Naturebee.com. Let's take a break. Hour number two starts with Nick Hicks, Tua's trainer, right here on the Big O Radio Show. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Oh, great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. No breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Flowins, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera. One that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red, an infrared light, has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train, fight, recover. or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. We're back. We're back with our coverage of the NFL Draft. It's the EJDConstruction.com off-season NFL Draft Tour, presented by SportsGrill.com. Your home for the NFL Draft and a perfect place to root on your favorite South Florida team. With eight great locations in South Florida, go to sportsgrill.com to find the nearest location to you. Hot baby, there he is, Nick Hicks. Yeah. 
What's up, hey. dude? Oh, what is up, brother? How are you? Well, we got to celebrate Tua's 25th birthday. Hey, hey. happy today. birthday to the kid, man. 2-5. That's a big year. Yeah, man. That is awesome. What were you doing at 25 years old, Big O? I was uh, starting my radio career. That's awesome. Starting it. So yeah, very, very, so it. it was, it was your, the, the, the very first year of inception uh, of, of the big O show uh, or well, where were you working? Yeah, no, it's the very first year. Uh, when I think about it now, because uh, no, it's actually a couple of years in. Okay. So this is, this is starting my 33rd year. Damn man. So it's 23. So it's 23 when I started, right? I think 20. Yeah. Right around 23 when I started. So you were, you were rocking and rolling then. Uh, yeah, well, I was working at a, uh, I was working at a Haitian station, actually. What does so that mean? I, I was producing Creole, which I couldn't even understand the language. That's what's up, <laughs> man. Love that. Yeah, man, you got to start somewhere, you That's know? It, man. I remember I, when I was 25, I was a year in uh, of my opening my first facility, which was called Elevate back in the day. So, okay. so yeah, man, it, was, it seems like such a long time ago. Um yeah, man, I'm happy for him. He's in a great place right now in his life. You know, he looks happy. He's he's definitely changed, um, you know, from when I met him back when he was, you know, turning. He's 22 years old. So it's um, definitely great things happening for the kid. Do, do you uh, do you enjoy being his left tackle out there in social media? You know what, man? I, I, I feel like I do a really good job of protecting his blind side. So that's a great analogy, my man. You know, I do enjoy it because and it's. I'm like this with every single one of my guys, to be honest with you. You know, if you want to put, you know, your trust in me to to prepare you for an NFL offseason, I'm going to go to war for you if anyone talks any kind of shit about you because I know what the kind of work that you're putting in. I know that the hours that you're putting in, I know how much it it means to you and how important it is to you. Um, you know, it just so happens that two is the most polarizing person on Twitter in our area, if that in the entire NFL landscape. So I just yeah. got to go to, go to war for him a little bit harder. And um, I, and I don't get it by the way. Yeah. Me neither. I don't, I don't get it. He's I, not, he's not out there committing crimes. He's not, not out there insulting people. He's not out there being a terrible teammate. He's not, a, never. you know, all the shit that normally brings a polarizing player to your, your world, you know, whether it's Antonio Brown or yeah. different guys that we can talk about that, you yeah. know, they are polarizing for this guy is as perfect as you would want a teammate, a human being, yep. uh, you know, to be. And it, instead of gravitating and trying to, you know, hope that these are the kind of people you want to succeed. These yeah. are the kind of people you want to to set an example for your kids. You know that it's it's like it, look here's here's you know here's the thing that I've been exposing a lot of these phonies out there. A whole bunch of these guys and women probably that yeah. said, "Oh, he can't play. He's too short. Noodle arm. He plays too much golf. All that shit." Now that he proved that he can play, now they all moved over to the injury stuff. You know exactly. what I mean? And so exactly. they're, they're, it's like they try to find something to justify how they feel about the young man. And it's, yeah. it's the weirdest dynamic, Nick. It really it, is, dude. And I think it's honestly the, the troll, you know, uh, environment. It's the troll culture. People on social media platforms that have YouTube channels, that, that do Twitter spaces, that do all this kind of stuff. They know that they're going to get traffic if they say 
fake news or false things about the kid. Um, and it works. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I was very easy to, to attack all of that early. I just started using Twitter, honestly, three years ago. I, I was never on Twitter before then. So I just started Twitter three years ago, and I really didn't know how to control myself at, at, at first, how to not respond to every single thing. I was easily triggered. You know, I was easily triggered. Uh, but you know, you grow to learn that that most of these people want that. That's what they're striving. They're striving for your response. They want to see you get upset. They want to see what you can say to 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 their blasphemous remark. And um, I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better at it for sure because um, I, I guess I've I guess I've grown up. I've matured in in my in my Twitter uh, life. So. Uh, but it is what it is, man. It's going to keep coming. The kid's going to win a Super Bowl and there's still going to be haters out there just because that's their M.O. And if they abandon it, they will then be exposed as frauds. And that's not what they want. By the way, does he have any idea who the hell I am? He does. He does. He knows he, he's not on social media. He's I know not. he's not on social media, but being around you and you know yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm like the only freaking media guy that like I'm his left tackle. Yeah. In yeah, the media, I, I don't know. Does he does he even know who the hell I am? Does he know I, that that I actually listen, like defend his ass? I I try to keep all of the the social media stuff away from our conversations and our training sessions just because it doesn't really bring any value right, to what I'm trying to accomplish. Right. But he does know that there are a select f- people, select people on this in this space that have his back, and and you're one of them. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad he knows. Yeah. I got to get him on, bro. Yeah. I mean, good luck with that, man. He stays away from all this kind of stuff. I, I know. Know, I know. But but he'd be he, he he'd have a safe zone here. At least. Yeah. A hundred percent. He would. And he knows. You know? that. I just so, think he's focused on training. And then when it's not training, he's focused on playing. And then when he has a break, he's focused on his family. You know, he's just just as kind of who he is. Um, you know, and I respect that. I actually I, I, I commend that. I think it's very admirable. Because a lot of people would want to jump on platforms and and right. kind of you know clear me, me, me. themselves. Me 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 you me. Know? So, me. but yeah. he's he doesn't care about that kind of stuff, man. And it's it's very admirable. Yeah, no, it's cool. I got no problem with that. Yeah. All right. So first of all, let me commend you on something because um, and maybe I'm I'm wrong here in a way, yeah. but you tell me. So he comes off the hip injury, and then that first year, you're kind of really recovering and trying to get your yourself back on track. Yeah. But in that second offseason, which was last offseason, you did a phenomenal job of working that core and then that flexibility for him and, you know, all those drills that you had him picking up yeah. the ball off the floor and throwing it from one side to the other and all that stuff. Was that the plan because coming off the hip, you now have to kind of strengthen that core yeah. overall because obviously that's the lifeblood of, of a quarterback as it of is. Course. So I'll give you the kind of the rundown of that. So when uh, Tua's agent first approached me to train him in the offseason, he was coming off of his rookie year, right? And he, during his rookie year, he was a shell of himself. He was not physically up to, um, you know, the, the standard that, that we all had, had seen him play at Alabama. Um, so you, you kind of rewind the clock and figure out why, right? So he had his injury and then from his injury, he went and had surgery. And then from surgery, he had to rehab and prepare for a pro day, right? So then he prepared for his pro day. The draft comes, you get drafted. Then you immediately go to your, your, you know, said team that drafted you. Um, you you go through rookie mini camp, you go through mini camp, you go through camp, 
you go through preseason, you go through the season, and there's just not time to build your body up. It's just it's go time. Look, you've got to play football, you know. And and I think personally, I think maybe he shouldn't have played at all his rookie year. I think he was just kind of thrown into the fire, right? You know, so you know. That's what I said the whole year. Let him freaking get healthy. Exactly. He does not need to play, but but then again, the guy that was a head coach. Didn't really give a shit about. Yeah, him, right? I don't. I don't have much to say about yeah, him. You don't have. You yeah. don't have to say it. I'll yeah, say it. Exactly. Um, so we. So so after year one, I, I had never met to a his rookie year. At the end of his rookie year is when I had met him and we started training. Right. So, you know, for me, what I want like to do when I start with a new client is kind of you know put together a needs assessment, figuring out what they need to accomplish this off season. Right. It's not just training. You know, people need to understand that that. You know, when I get my hands on a guy or a guy comes to me for the first time, we sit down and we figure out where his weaknesses are. You know, we, we do baseline testing to kind of see where he is so I can put together a program that's going to attack the weaknesses so that we're getting desired results. So for him, um, he was just very weak in his lower half. He had a lot of imbalances from the right and the left side. Um, zero uh, stability um, in, in lower extremities. Um, just really didn't have much really to build off of. So we had to build. So the entire off season, first off season with him was rebuilding the car, right? You know, kind of building the body back up. We had to do a lot of strength training, a lot of resistance training. There wasn't really stuff that we could do throwing the ball wise, because if you skip those steps, right. And we don't really worry about uh, bulletproofing the body. Um, then you're going to find some other issues down the road, right? And the, and the throws um, won't be nearly as good. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it was all about, you know, foundational building and getting him stronger and getting him back to, you know, the athlete that that he could be. Um, you know, I believe that the the very – in that that was when, he, you know, he had that year he had the fractured ribs and he had the broken finger and he, he was going through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, with trade rumors and all that kind of whatever. I mean, he he dealt. And with it he like still a beat the Ravens. He dealt with it like a champ, man. I mean, and the Ravens game, he didn't even he didn't have one first team rep that all week. As you as you can remember, he didn't have the eye black on his face because he was told he was not playing. You know, and he just got thrown in the fire. And guess what? He came out. He came out alive, and he and he he led us to a win. Um, so so after year one, uh, really with me, it was his second year in the NFL. You know, um, the Dolphins staff did a great job at keeping his body pretty strong. You know, shout out to Dave Paluca and the guys, man. They, they really did a great job of, of helping him maintain his strength throughout that season. So when our second offseason started, we were ready to go. You know, yeah, we still had to, to kind of, you know, knock the rust off and get back in the weight room and, and um, you know, build, build another foundation. But it wasn't nearly as, as drastic or, or it wasn't the plan that we had to attack the year before. So we got into to a throwing program and a lot of people come at me because I'm not a quarterback coach. And I get that. I'm not a quarterback coach, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of you know resources out there to learn proper throwing mechanics and how to increase you know velocity and how to work on off platform throwing and all that good stuff. Um, and Tua wanted me to do it. You know, it was Tua's choice. It wasn't like I forced him to it. Tua wanted me to do it. And um, so we put together a program and I, I was very, very happy with the program. Um, you know, Tua increased in all categories, uh, throwing the ball, whether it was throwing the deep ball, whether it was throwing intermediate throws and being accurate over the middle, which was something that, you know, we had to work on. Um, you know, it just just sucks that 
I never in a million years thought that we would have to strengthen his neck and have to do neck strengthening exercises and falling mechanics, you know, and the only thing that that kind of, you know, knocked two off the tracks last year was that um, because, I mean, he was leading every, you know, legitimate statistical quarterback category. Um, and it was just something that, you know, I, I feel like nobody thought would happen. Um, but he was playing at the highest level of, of any quarterback in the NFL last year for a long period of time um, until that happened. So this offseason, obviously, it was a little bit different. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we still are, are – are, it, it's almost like a little uh, collective of, of years one, two, and three, offseasons one, two, and three. And I'm excited to get it going, man. I know we, we started a couple weeks ago now, and I'm gone for this week, and you know, he's back home doing his thing right now. So, you know, after Indy, after I get back, you know, we really start to, to crush phase one, and I'm excited about it, man. And listen, after that the past offseason, yeah. he comes back, and he's the number one rated passer. He has one of the best completion percentages in deep balls in the yep. NFL. I don't know if he was one, two, or three, but he was yep. right up there. I don't know what it was, but it's ridiculous. I, I mean, mean his, yeah, his his air yards per completion were number one. People said he couldn't do it. Right. Um, I, I, and I know everyone says, oh, he's a yak merchant. A, a stat came out yesterday that he was bottom barrel in yak. I mean, <laughs> it's like – Narratives, bro. Yeah. These are the, – all these bullshit narratives yep. that people create – and there's no facts behind them. And yeah. it's like, what are you watching? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like it's they're watching. They're watching, you know, certain media guys that have right. an agenda, not really an agenda, but they just ha they have a shtick that they got to stand by that they've been they've been spewing out for, for, you know, multiple years now. And if they go back, it's kind of a bad look on their credibility. So it's it's almost like they, they're at the end of the uh, the plank. Right. And yeah. there's they, they can't turn around. Yeah, yeah, by the way, we're all we're all wrong. Hundred so percent doesn't doesn't really hurt. What hurts your credibility is when you're not willing to admit you're wrong. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm with because you on that. Since, since we're human beings, we're going to get shit right and we're going to get it wrong. Yep. But we have to acknowledge when we're wrong too, and then that's where your credibility stands. Is when you admit when you're wrong. You know, I there's agree. nothing wrong with that. I agree. So, you know, all right. So you were able to work on the core. And now we talk about – I took judo for three years. So when yeah. I heard the – and it's jujitsu, But it's kind yeah. of the same thing anyways because it's really not about fighting or anything like that. It's really about protecting your body. Yeah. And, and I remember that in judo that that was kind of the trick that you, you, you want to learn how to fall because, one, you could get up a lot faster. And, two, obviously you're going you're gonna to suffer less – less uh you know pain and anything like that if you learn how to fall and roll well, and yeah. those kind of things. So jujitsu uh is derived from judo. Right. Um judo is I believe an Asian practice and um you know some Brazilian guys came and practiced judo in Asia and figured out that they could kind of change the way judo is uh, and, and 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 apply ground techniques, right? But there are there are judo uh, beliefs and practices inside of jujitsu. Um, so with that being said, right, it, the goal of uh, if you and I were, were in a judo match or a jujitsu match, right, my goal is to end the match, beat you, right? And I could do that by multiple ways. That's slamming you, picking you up and slamming you and knocking you unconscious. And if you don't learn how to land properly and you're getting slammed and knocked unconscious, you're not going to be a good judo practitioner. Correct. Yeah. So the very first thing that they teach you 
in this realm of sport is how to land. It's called break falling. So it's not something that's uber, you know, uh, con- confusing or hard to learn. It's, it's very pretty. It's actually pretty simple. Um, and uh, but it's just something that once you learn, your body now is first nature to it. Yes. Um, I can, tell, and, I can and, tell you that because years after judo, a couple times that I've fallen. Yeah, I, I know how to roll. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things that I know how to break my fall. Yeah. And that has saved my ass from actually getting injured. Or maybe I got a little banged up or something, but I yeah. got right back up again. Well, no problem, but I did not get injured. Yeah, Conor McGregor was recently hit by a car while riding his bike. Right. And and he, from his you know story of what happened, he got hit, he got ejected off the bike, and he literally landed into a roll, like a front somersault, and popped straight up. Had no issues. If he didn't, he 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 claims that if he didn't have martial arts and, and judo and jujitsu, uh, you know, background and experience, he probably would have broken his neck and died. Right. He would have you know, gone so, face first and, exactly. and awkwardly roll and, and just exactly. Like, and yeah, exactly. exactly. I know. Yeah. So um, so yeah, man, he's been doing that and he's loving it. Um, it, it. And again, I want people to know and understand that without me really getting too much into depth about what we're doing, because at the end of the day, it's we want to kind of keep it in house. Uh, but it's a comprehensive plan built for him, you know, for him. You know, we uh, our, our coaches, our jujitsu coaches have seen tape and they have seen some issues uh, that that two has a problem with while he's getting hit. Um, and it's all just, you know, a subconscious movement. It's it's something that he just it's kind of what he does naturally. And we're trying to change that. So there are some football techniques in there. There there's um, a, a lot of different. Uh, I, I guess you could say the program is tailored to a football player, not to to becoming a jitsu black a jujitsu black belt. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So um and he's loving it. He's enjoying it. The team's great. Um they 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 it's so funny because they didn't even know who he was, which I thought was amazing. They're just their their life is jujitsu. They don't really know much about football. Right. You know, and when I have to explain to him the issues, man, he's like, okay, cool. I get it now. So so when the receiver goes into the touchdown zone and they try to tackle him and he thought like the touchdown zone was like the middle of the field. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, that's just the field. And he goes, okay, okay. So, and then, you know, the, he calls him the ball catcher, not the receiver. He calls him the right. ball catcher. Yeah. It's just funny because, you know, they just really don't have any idea about football. But we don't have any idea about jujitsu. We have no clue. I mean, you know, I, I'm doing the stuff with Tua. And, you know, we're, we're falling down and popping up, falling down and popping up. And we're doing certain roles and whatnot. And it's exhausting. You know, it's a completely different type of physical exertion that we're used to. These guys are doing it, you know, and then we go take the football and we watch them throw a football and they just they have no idea what they're doing. They're grabbing the back of the football as opposed to the, like the front of the football. They're throwing it and it's moving their hand. It's just like both worlds are colliding and it's actually really cool to see. Well, you know, sometimes I try to tell people in sports this because sometimes they think that the entire world thinks like they do. And yeah. I don't think people realize that we're the minority. Yeah. Not every, most people aren't sports fans, actually. Yeah. Most people aren't watching football, no matter what. I know it's the number one sport in the in, in the country. I get that. But most people aren't really watching sports. They're oh. watching normal life and, and yep. crap go on. And, and it's just like one of those things. So if running into people that don't follow sports, that's very common. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's just we think that we're in this echo chamber that, oh, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we live and eat free sports. You yep. think everybody else does, and it couldn't be farther from the truth. Yep. Now, now I, I gave you a stat at the airport that you kind of uh, you were like, and, awesome. and, 
And, and, and so, I, and I don't know how much he's aware of it. I, I'm sure they've talked to him about getting rid of the football. And to me, that's kind of been his, Yeah. to me, it's more about terrible luck for him, but also Agreed. it's, it's holding on to it a little too long because he has that freaking warriors mentality that he wants to make the play. And sometimes he's just got to live for the next play. You know what I mean? Yep. And I know he, you know what, by the way, if I could get him one day and talk to him, I know he admires Marino. I wish he would watch the tape. Marino used to throw it away. Like it was going out of style. dude. Yeah. All the time. Cause yeah. he wasn't going to get hit. Yeah. He would live for the next play. When you're a great passer, and yes, I'm saying too is a great passer for those of you out there that are hating. Yeah. But when you're a great passer, you can live for the next play. You can agree. You don't have to. And I told you that his ankle injuries, his hip, and the two concussions from this year all happened between 3.81 and 5.1 seconds. And you know, long time. You, yeah, bro, it's a just long a long time. And that's where you're allowing these big fat guys to build up some steam yeah. and railroad yeah. you, bro. Yeah. You know, look, we saw when Joe Burrow didn't have a line that first year and he was getting pummeled and he yeah. ended up and he ended up blowing out his knee. Yep. I don't care who you are, bro. You're, the body's not built for this pounding. And that's the one thing that I want him to be just a little bit more aware of. Like, live for the next play, my brother. You're yeah. that good that don't worry about it. We saw you on fourth and seven. Yep. You did it yep. against the Patriots. We yep. saw you, dude. We yep. saw you in the Ravens game down by 21. You can do it, but you don't have yeah. to do it all on one play. And I'm sure he knows that. Listen, I don't really know what conversations he has with his coaches or or with, you know, um, you know his agency and whatnot. Um, but I do know that that is something that he is aware of. But it's so much easier said than done, right? When you've been doing it your whole life and you've been extending plays, you've been spinning around a defensive tackle and flashing your eyes down the field and finding Jerry Judy in the back of the end zone, you know, at Bama and doing stuff like that. It's tough. But he's committed to growing. He's committed to changing. He's committed to becoming, you know, a an elite quarterback that can play for a long time. You know, and and you know, I'm seeing him every single day strive to make those 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 changes. So I'm sure that that's just another thing that that he's focused on. Is he going to wear – uh, you're not old enough, but Steve Grogan, back in the day – He had a neck roll? Picture, he had the neck roll. Oh, my God. Now, the neck roll is ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. No, he's not doing that. We're doing a lot of great things. I'm just um, wondering. I just had to ask yeah. because Steve Grogan did it. So, I'm wondering, is he going to yeah. go the Steve Grogan route? And uh, so, if you ever get a chance – Steve Google, Grogan. I got Google, who do you yeah. play for? Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, yeah, 70s and, 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah, I was now. Nah, I was gone. I, yeah, no, I, I was born in 88, Big O. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I yeah, know. man, I'm a young cat still. No, I know, Old to I some, know. though. Old to some. Know. Yeah, I'm 34, but my knees feel like they're 50. Right, see, you're right. you're just a, a, a year older than me and my business. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. You've been, <laughs> hey, listen, you're a legend. You've been doing this for a long time, and yeah. I appreciate you inviting me on the show, too. That's honestly, it's a, it's a privilege, man. Thank you. No, it's, a, it's an honor for yeah. me, and I appreciate you taking some time. So outside of protecting himself yep like last year you worked on the core what are the football things you're working on with two of this this offseason um you know there's a couple things that that we're adding to the, the the plan and um one of them is is escapability and and learning to to 
get out of harm's way, not really having to extend a play, but just getting out of harm's way so that you can throw the ball away. Um, another thing that, that I wanted to, that I reminded him of was that he was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school. And I want, I want him to put the threat back into dual threat. You know what I mean? So what does that mean? That doesn't mean that you need to be like Justin Fields and break an 80-yard touchdown run. That doesn't or, jo- mean or, like Josh Allen. or Josh Allen. You don't Allen. need to be Jalen Hurts. You don't need to be Josh Allen. But if it's third and six and you break the pocket, let's go get those six yards. Right. You know? Um, or at least – If there's wide open field, yeah. they, they guys are spread out yeah. and, and it's right there for yeah. you. Take, let's take just a go nice get slide. It. Let's yeah. go get it. You know? Yeah. And, or, or, if it's, or if it's third and eight and you break outside the pocket, right? And you attempt to run to the sideline or towards the line of scrimmage, and you can bring a linebacker and just dump it over the top. You you become a threat, right? You become a threat, um, and that's that's kind of what we're we're focused on. Man, a lot of curvy linear speed, running off of, of different angles on the insteps and the outsteps of the feet, which is really introductory for it. Which is what we've been doing, um, you know. Which is not easy. It's it's not easy to do. It's a very very awkward thing to to have to run on an arc or have to um you know spin out i mean we worked on 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 that that escapability a little bit last year you saw in the ravens game the ravens so, i mean we literally rep that identical in, in training so hopefully the the other drills that we're implementing will be just like that will be you know copy and paste into the game um but that's really it man just be, be adding the threat back into dual threat for him uh nick hicks joining us by the way you can follow him on twitter at perform and remember the f is a four yes and perform so make sure you follow them there what do you say to the people like myself or anybody else out there enlighten us because you're you're the pro we're not oh you can't get any faster you you are who you are at this point in your in your career there's no way your reflexes are gonna get faster no way he's gonna be more quicker yeah talk talk, educate us on that so you know, there's there's a lot of trainers out there. There's a lot of trainers out there, and there's a lot of really bad ones, and there's a lot of really good ones, right? For me, it's it's all about finding the person that understands how to build a needs assessment for you. For example, Motor Singletary, Devin Singletary. He was in the league for two years, really wasn't climbing up and, and doing things that was expected of him from the organization. So in the offseason, he reached out to me because I had been working with Dalvin and JK. And he's like, man, I got to change something up this offseason. I need to do something. So I told him, I said, I'd love to meet you. Let's chop it up. So I did some research on, on Motor. Um, and watching his tape, he can shake everybody. He can, he can break down every single defender. But in the NFL, as a ball carrier, you need to be moving laterally by while also moving linearly. Right. You need to get going forward. You know, it's all about gaining yards, not really how can you, you know, shake a guy and break a guy and, you know, break his ankles. You don't need to break down all 11 guys. Right. So with him, it was more so not not polishing the tool bag. Right. Of, of, of his, you know, um, I guess you could say juke or, or running back movement repertoire. But it was also him understanding that while we're moving laterally, we got to move linear. And a lot of the drills that I do are very uncomfortable at first because, you're not good at them. You know, we're expecting a lot out of you the entire offseason. I have a video. I think I put on my Instagram of, of his day one reps to at the end of his first offseason. You can find it on my Instagram. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. It's pretty crazy how much better he got. 
So we're talking about a, a running back that's in the NFL. That was a draft pick. That's been very, very good for a long time. And he elevated his game over one off season, right? Same thinking you, you can say with, uh, with these pre-draft guys that I'm training right now, you know, um, I saw somebody, uh, I think it was uh, maybe even Braden Fajoko. He's a defensive lineman for the Chargers. Him and I were kind of talking back and forth on Twitter yesterday. And he said the same thing. is like these trainers, you know, there's not any trainer in the world that can get you to where you want to go. Yes, there is. The, the, it's, it's baseline, though, right? Now, can I take any guy off the street and make him run a 4-3 here in Indianapolis? Probably not. No, that that's not what we're, we're, we're talking about. But are there – little- Then you'd become a miracle worker, exactly. not a trainer. Exactly. Okay. I'd be a magician. Yes. I'd be a magician, um, you know, but are there guys that come to me that run, you know, four, six and then go run four, three, eight and Indy? Absolutely. It happens, you know, and there's a lot of factors that have to do with it. How healthy are they? Right. It's not just training. It's how healthy are they? Are they banged up? You know, do they need to get healthier? Um, you know, are they strong? You know, have, have they atrophied throughout the entire season? Have they lost a lot of muscle mass? Do they need to get stronger and more explosive? You know, are they hitting angles properly? Are they attacking angles properly? Do they have a good stance and start? I mean, there's so many factors that that go into this, and that's my job to pinpoint which factor are they, you know, less efficient at, and let's make them more efficient. So, you know, again, there's a lot of trainers out there that, for example, will get a high-end client, and they'll just throw everything at them. I like to say throw the kitchen sink at them because they just want to show how much they know. But it's not really about that. It's how much can we grow? How much better can we get? Um, you know, you got a guy like Dalvin Cook, who, who, who's an all-pro running back. You know, his goal every single offseason is to get 1% better. Not 10% better, it's just 1% better. And it's at certain things, you know, uh, whether it's a little bit of speed, whether it's, you know, sprint endurance, whether it is, um, you know, attacking a different sweep cut or some kind of other movement, whether it's holding onto the ball, you know what I mean? Uh, really focusing on ball security. Uh, maybe it's catching the ball over the shoulder. You know, he had a couple drops and maybe he had a couple drops on his wheel route. So it's it's literally just looking at those things and then creating a plan for them and then executing the plan. You know, when you talk about Dalvin, um, you know, he's had his share of injuries, too, in the past. Yeah. And then lately he's been healthier yeah. now. Yep. Uh, OK, so when we talk about injury history, how much of it is the training how much of it is just freaking bad luck? A lot of it's bad luck. A lot of it is playing surfaces. Um, a lot of it is dirty plays. You know, um, so I mean, what you're like, saying, so what you say, it doesn't help to play in New Orleans. It doesn't help to play in New Orleans. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati's got some pretty bad turf. Everyone that I've ever talked to says that their turf is like playing on cement. Um, you mean Mike Brown didn't spend uh, enough yeah. money to? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's funny, though, because people people come at me. Right. And oh, Dalvin Cook is out for a week with an ankle injury. Like I'll be trying to perform. First of all, uh, uh, an ankle injury isn't my fault. And if you do the research, he was actually under the pile and somebody grabbed and twisted his ankle. It was a dirty play, you know, so it's just something that that, you know, it, it comes with the territory. You know, I mean, I when I first got on Twitter and people were talking about, you know, I, I guess when I was I was starting to get a little bit of um steam going i guess you could say um and i was doing podcasts and obviously um a guy went on and and looked at the entire injury list of all my guys and every single injury that he had brought up there wasn't any soft tissue injuries there wasn't any you know torn ligaments it was contusions broken ribs 
fractured finger. Collisions. It's football. You know what I mean? Like, we can't do anything about that. You know, if a quarterback throws a ball, let's just say it's two, it throws a ball and he hits his hand on the helmet of a defensive lineman and he has to miss two weeks, that's bad luck. That's just bad luck, you know? Now, you know, if if a a receiver that I train, you know, week one is doing a – he's running 18-yard dagger – and has a non-contact ACL injury, maybe let's look into what he had going on this offseason, you know? But if he runs across the middle, right, and he catches the football and somebody shoots their helmet through his kneecap and it's an ACL, that's different. Right. Just the, the risk that they take. Um, now, I'm not saying that my training is, is bulletproof and that, you know, it's foolproof where, where every single player of mine, you know, will not get injured. That's not that's not it. You know, the training that we apply – lessens the 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 chances you know it it makes the risk of injury a whole lot smaller yeah. but yeah man it has and, by, and by the way Tua didn't have injuries last year it was oh it was the one thing it was the head trauma stuff yeah. that happened and you know yeah. a lot of milano that was a dirty play on milano yeah uh, the, by by him he didn't have yeah. to push him after that he had to get rid of the ball yeah already now milano is a ruthless player i mean yeah he, He's, he's the guy you want on your team. Man, he's the guy you hate when he's on somebody else's he, team. So you know? he is the Draymond Green yes. of the NFL. Like, I can't stand Draymond, but if Draymond played for the Miami Heat, oh, man, I'd have a Draymond jersey. I would be all Draymond. A, a younger Not Draymond. Lotto. A younger Draymond. Not this one right now. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying. I know. I know. is so damn good. He's so explosive. He's so fast. And he just – if he was a Miami Dolphin. And I mean, he's a quarterback killer, by the way. Yeah, it's not only he Tua, he's injured other quarterbacks. He is, I mean, man. And, yeah. you know, dirty, maybe, reckless, absolutely. He just plays like it's his last down, you know. And yeah. all the great linebackers that I've ever watched play like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Luke yeah. Keekly, like Luke Keekly. I mean, he, he played like that, and he had a lot of injuries himself. Yeah. Because they literally would just run through a brick wall. Um, did you? By the way, did you laugh when people were thinking – Oh, to a retire. He's got to leave the – and it's like, wait a minute. Uh, Jordan Reed, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's Jordan, right, the the, the Florida tight end that had like nine concussions. Yeah. It, it was, was it Jordan? I don't think it's Jordan. I think um, I got it wrong. It's Reed. But, you know, it's like so many – people don't yeah. realize that, like, Tua wasn't the only guy that had a couple concussions this yeah. year. There were a whole yeah. – Kenny Pickett had a couple concussions. Yeah. It's You know, at Sidney Crosby, I thought the – that concussion expert guy, uh, Nowinski, Lewinsky, or whatever, that guy's good. And you know how he explained that Sidney Crosby's had like seven, eight or nine in his career. And he's, he's working on a hall of fame career. The key is giving them time to recover. And that's where I thought the dolphins were exceptional at the end of the year. They like, they they didn't even let him start the the protocol till after the season was over because you know, that report came out from Schefter. Well, if they advance, there's a chance Tua could play. There was never a chance Tua was going to play. They were going to allow him to heal finally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, they love him, man. They love him. The organization loves him. He loves them. He's He loves being in Miami. Um, you know, I don't think that there's a, a, a scenario that he could ever find better for himself. And um, he knows he knows who has his back. You know what I mean? And the, and the people that have his back are the only ones that really matter anyways. Right. So, right. Um, but yeah, man, you nailed it on the head. You know, they they're they're taking care of him. You know, because yeah. they they love him deeper than a, the quarterback position. You know, they love him as a person. They love him as a kid. You know, they 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 just 
the entire organization loves him, man. So, you know, which is hey, we, hey, we haven't had one here since Marino. Yeah. And, you so, know, I'll be honest with you, man. We, we, need, we need to make this work because yeah. I don't know how they're going to get another one. And I know this kid yeah. is a left-handed Montana. Yeah. I know he's a left-handed Montana. We just got to keep him healthy. And he's got to do his part, too, to, to stay yeah. healthy and not hang on to the ball too long. Yep. And sky's the limit. Dude. Yeah. Yep. You he know? knows that. He knows that. Yeah. All right. Hey, Nick, thank you, my brother. No, I, appreciate I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Big O. You know, big and time. time, brother. Okay. I, 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 think, I think we talked. I said about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and it's 40. So. No, we're uh, good, man. You're good. You know, but but I, like, I do have to like get some, some other stuff out here. I'm in Indianapolis and it's a. I appreciate I've got you. meetings with coaches and scouts and I have to go work with our guys. And it's, it's, it's definitely a hectic time of the year. But, you know, when I saw you in the airport, you know, I, I 100% wanted to talk to you. And I've been a big fan of you and, and I have appreciated your support, uh, you know, these last couple of years that, that, you know, support not only it too, but also of me. You know, you've you've sure. had my back as well on here, so I do appreciate that, my brother. Hey, I got your back, bro. I'm, I'm, Thank I'm you, here man. for it, man. I appreciate you, Nick. Thank I'll you. I'll catch you uh, later on. I'm sure. All right, big go. Take care, man. Yep. Be good, baby. There you go, Nick Hicks. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Perform, and instead of an F, it's a four. There you go. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I thought it was uh, thought it was pretty informative. And uh, you got some uh, some good insight on what's going on. Uh, Knight, by the way, thank you for the love of the super chat. He says, Dog saw Herbert's playoff game and mirrored it. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. And that was really good by uh, by Nick Hicks. Do, do we get a thumbs up there? Uh, how's that? How is it on the – make sure you uh, like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell. Am I getting a thumbs up for the interview? Is it all right? How was that? Huh? Did I ask pretty much everything you need? Let's see. What do we got here? Thanks, Nick. Yes, sir. Cap for live. Great session. Big O. Great interviews from Lofi. Nick is a good sport, bro. A thumbs up from Myers. Or okay, There we go. Lep loved it. Floyd. All right. There we go. I like it. All right. There we go. All right. People are happy. It's hard to make you people happy. So we made you happy there. All right. Good stuff. And if you missed the interview with Skyler uh, yesterday, go check it out. Uh, I thought it went pretty well with Skyler. Uh, and that one, too, I told him ah, about 15 minutes and it ended up 30. It's just you, you get going and there's a lot of good things to talk about and 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 uh, highlight and, and and focus in on and and for me it's just craziness what's going on with two at times. I just don't think I, I I just don't think he gets treated fairly to be quite honest. Uh, don't forget our friends at Hialeah Park are giving away a beautiful Mercedes Benz, a brand new Mercedes Benz. They've got it there at Hialeah Park. It's right there parked. The more you play the machines, the more entries you get. And they've got hundreds of machines there. It's a smoke-free environment. Second floor poker room, folks. Go check it out. Hialeahpark.com. Just had the boxing event last week. It was awesome. It was a great night of boxing. The place was packed. Really good buzz, too, man. But if you want to try to win a Mercedes, get on out there to Hialeah Park and just every time you 
play those games, man. You get another entry in there. So go to Hylia Park and check that out. They got great food, a great environment. They got the Champions, uh, the Champions of Sports Bar, uh, where you can also wager on any track in the country. So check it out at HialeahPark.com. We'll be there next Thursday having some fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think somebody reminded me that uh, Greta Van Fleet is next week at the Hard Rock. I'm looking forward to that. All right, I'm still getting love. Uh, thumbs up from the UK. Even in the UK, they enjoyed that video. You know it's special when they enjoyed it in the UK. And King Short says Skyler was awesome too. I thought Skyler was terrific too. I thought he was. Uh, that was a good interview with him. Uh, let's see. Uh, public subs and a good conversation can't get any better. Says Cat for life. Uh, Knight says you could tell Nick really truly cares more like a father or an uncle, not just a client, to have found the best dude possible. He should. He should because he has a. He has a, a, a serious interest in his success. And, and so I, I think that that, that um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, oh, God, when there's, um, there's that connection. Um, oh, God. Uh, but anyway, it's got to be like you're almost tethered, you know, like, a, like an umbilical cord. You know what I mean? It, it should be that way if you're if you're the trainer for a professional player, because his success is depending on your preparation for him. You know what I mean? So there has to be that symbiotic. That's what I was. That's what I was looking for. There has to be that symbiotic connection between the two, and you should care like a parent, like an uncle, like a brother. And like a blood brother, you know what I mean? That's that's how it should be because that that it, it's such an important connection to what you're doing. I, you know, if you're if you're a personal chef for an athlete, I think you got to take the same kind of approach. That it's got to be a fatherly brotherly type of guidance to it because you're using your expertise to help this person achieve their maximum. But they don't know your business. They don't know exactly what to do to train. They don't know exactly what to do to cook and to work on certain parts of your diet and things like that. So it, it, there has to be that symbiotic connection between the two. So, yeah, there's there's no doubt. you got to have it. Um, Skyler has his head on straight, and his attitude about others in life is way beyond his age. Yes. Yeah, he was he was very good yesterday. He was very good. So if uh, if you missed that interview, you uh, should check it out. It's there on the platform for you all. Uh, let's see. You act like becoming the number one passer in the league is easy. Oh, somebody. I guess Knight is responding to somebody out there. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, you know, anybody that thinks the number one, I'm I'm with you, Knight. Anybody that downplays the number one rated pass, yeah, we, we have them all the time here in Miami. You know, all our quarterbacks do it. You know, Jay Cutler did it. You know, John Beck did it. Yeah, no, of course, Jay Fiedler did it. Ray Lucas did it. Everybody's done it. Everybody's the number one rated passer in the NFL. Yeah. No, all our quarterbacks are in the top categories of the NFL all the time. 
always. Completion percentage, deep ball completion percentage, the amount of deep balls thrown. Yeah, no, everything. Yeah, our, our, All of our quarterbacks do that. We, we don't struggle to get quarterbacks here in Miami ever. God, we've had so many great ones since Marino. Yeah, anybody that downplays that, I mean, <laughs> it's got you're, 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 there's some there that the hate in you is so bad that you're downplaying that. That is absolutely insane. Uh, I I like how he said they were working on extending plays, not necessarily running. Yeah, but I also I love the part that he talked about, and I want Tua to do this. Okay, you know things break down sometimes. And sometimes there's just open field in front of the quarterback where all you have to do is just run the ball for a couple yards and slide and just take what they give you. I don't mind him doing that. You know what I mean? I just want him to make quick decisions and not hold on to the ball and put himself at mercy of some big fat dude that is just looking at you like a brontosaurus burger and it is going to just absolutely wallop you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I that's what I would like to avoid for two, because he, he just can't afford to do that. You're going to get hit already as it is, and normally he survives all those normal hits, but it's those extra hits that when he's holding on to the ball too long, that's where all the injuries come from. The only injury that didn't come from holding on to the ball too long, you know which one it was. Jesse Davis, when he when he messed up his ribs, that was right on the snap. The guy just got past Jesse Davis, and and that could happen to any quarterback getting nailed there, and you and and you hurt your ribs. I mean, look at Purdy. Purdy got nailed, and then the elbow was done. Is that Purdy's fault? No, dude, you got freaking walloped. You know, it is what it is. It can happen to any quarterback if your offensive tackle does not lay a hand on the defender on the snap. You know, that werewolf is coming around the corner at blazing speeds, and he's going to nail the hell out of your quarterback, and he's going to put your quarterback in a concussion or broken ribs or, or a jammed elbow or whatever it is that you, you're going to suffer. That's normal. Uh, speaking of chefs, you've been cooking with gas. These last two interview catches. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully more to come. Uh, when Tua started the year singing the Rock How True, what was that? It was a team started not to fall for him looking off to safety. And that's a whole bunch of crap, by the way. That you're All you're doing is repeating what another idiot said. It has nothing to do with any of that had to do with them crowding the middle of the field. And they were kind of reading what they were doing. It has nothing to do with them figuring out him looking off and those kind of things. He, he's fine in that, in that area. I'm not worried about that. Um, Skyler is older than Austin Jackson by two years. Everyone wants Skyler to succeed, but Austin Jackson uh, to kick rocks, shaking my head. I'm not ready to give up on Austin Jackson or Liam Eikenberg. And I know that that's like, what are you talking about, oh? I'm not ready. I, I gave up on Noah Igbenogamy. 
You know, I'm done with that kid. He's completely lost. But I saw that Austin Jackson last year in training camp in the preseason was actually showing improvement. The rest of his year was just bad luck with that high ankle injury. And if anybody's had a high ankle injury, and if you're a 300-pounder and a high ankle injury, you know, healing that thing up and then keeping it healthy for the rest of the season, it was hard for him. It was hard. And for me, it was more bad luck. And I know that Austin has not played well, but last year he started to show some signs. So I need this year to convince myself that he's not the guy, that he has no chance of being a guy. Because maybe he still can become a starter or maybe he can become a really key backup for you or something. He can still be a contributor. I know that's not what you want as a first rounder, a key backup. I'd love for him to be the starter, but I'd like for him to get one more chance healthy. Liam Eikenberg, I'm going to go off of what was said inside the building. I haven't necessarily seen it, but they felt right before he got injured that last time that he was turning some corner. I'm telling you, I've never heard them so adamant about a guy than Liam Eikenberg on the offensive line when I was, and and they're like telling me, you're wrong. You're wrong. He was playing better. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. Because guys like Frank Smith and Mike McDaniel, they're no dummies, bro. They know offensive line play. So they must have seen something with the guy. Okay. So I'm, I'm willing to give them another chance, you know, and, and see if, they really don't have it. And if that's the case, then we'll, we'll find out. Uh, by the way, remember, we will be at Kilroy's today at 530. For those of you that live here in Indianapolis or you work in the Indy uh, downtown area, um, we're going to be there at Kilroy's at 530 today. So hopefully I can uh, meet uh, some of you out there that uh, support the show. Um, Ed? reached out to me from Red Recover. The 30% sale expired, but they will in the next, uh, well, it's already up. The 30% discount will be available to all. Now, we want to tell you guys that sometime before the end of the month, within the next two to four weeks, they will transition to only selling canine dog wraps on the website. So if they want 30% on the human wraps, they need to do it soon. So it'll only be the canine wraps that will be 30% off. So do it right now. If you want to go to redrecover.com, go in there. He says they will honor any purchases for human wraps for the full one-year warranty. And should they want to purchase human wraps in the future, they can email us directly since they are a, a existing customers. But we are actually doing better with the dog sales. So that's why they want to focus on that. Okay? We... A lot of us love our dogs. We take care of our dogs. I have the wraps for my dogs. I put them on, you know, every couple of days. I put them on for them. They don't have any hip issues, but I do want to, like, be preventive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm doing that. Um, so there you go. Um, wow. Chewy's going to be putting the products online. How about that, baby? Yeah, they should, man. There's such... I, I got to take advantage of the human wraps while they last. You you guys are missing out. Some of you may not be believing it, but wow, 
I'm telling you. Uh, Thomas Jensen, Big O is by far the number one interviewer on YouTube. Well, that's very nice of you, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. I enjoy what I do. I do it with a passion. That's what Sean and I do every single freaking day. And so that's why we ask you to support us and support our sponsors who support our platform so we can make these things happen every, every day. You know, hit the like button, follow us, hit the subscribe button. All of these things, man. Make a donation, Cash App or Venmo, Cash Big O Show. All of these things will help us grow. You know, if you want us to last, if you want us to grow even more, we definitely need your support. And by the way, help us get to 20,000, man. It has slowed since football season. So let's do it. And it hasn't helped that the Heat and the Panthers are not sexy at all. I will say that. That has been kind of rough. Um, let's see. What's the product that helps with – oh, it's the hat. Devin, you need to email them. They're about to get the FDA to approve the new hat, okay, because they got a new hat, not the lights inside. It's all the same. But the FDA has to approve if you change the hat. It's the weirdest thing. The lights aren't changing. That's all the same. But the hat has to be approved because they wanted a better hat. And so you better email them now and get into the waiting list and tell them that you want the hat to, to grow your hair. Now, remember, Devin, I want to make sure I don't mislead anybody because I never like to do that. I, I stay brutally honest, as always. If you're now losing your hair and it's recent, okay, that's where I think the hat has a chance at working. If you've lost your hair for years and years and years it's gonna be i'm not saying it's impossible because you never know anything is possible but i just like like for me like these things here they really haven't grown back like here it's grown back this area here is growing back okay but this area here right that has not grown back and i've been using it for you know, what, over a year now? I've been using the Red Recover. So, you know, I've been using it for a while. And and so this stuff is growing back, but this I've recently started losing this. And that's why. It happened in the last, you know, year or two where I started, you know, developing the human yarmulke. So make sure it's recent hair loss. And, and by the way, the rest of my hair is growing even thicker. Okay, so the bald spot started to get unbald, and then everything else is actually growing even more. So that's the cool part, too, that your hair will get fuller. You will notice that. At least that's what's happened with me. So just in case, I just want to make sure because there might be people out there, oh, dude, I've been bald forever. I can wear this hat and get a – and look like, look like oh, no. <laughs> you're not going to – you're not going to grow out the – the locks, bro. Okay. It, it, what, once we go bald, we're probably going to stay bald. Okay. But if it's just starting to, that's where you, you might be able to see. Okay. Just want to make sure. I want to be clear. All right. Hey, you can try. Maybe you're, maybe, you know, it's been balding for a while and maybe it, maybe it works. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's more unlikely for long term bald people. Okay, just want you to know. Uh, Big O, you are looking more and more like Fabio. 
I should blow, I should I should dye my hair blonde. Yeah, but I'm a fat Fabio, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm the double F. Because wasn't Fabio like in great shape and all that? Yeah. Maybe I should maybe I should try maybe I should have Nick Hicks take on the challenge of building back me. It's kind of what I need. I need a I need a trainer who's willing to take on a project. Because bro, if they can mold me, can you imagine that? That's a selling point for anybody. They show them the before pictures of my ass now, and then you get me in shape. My God, it's crazy. Uh, let's take a quick break. We are at the top of the hour, hour number three of the Big O Radio Show, live from Indianapolis, side of the NFL Combine. Rolls on. We're tuning into the best NFL draft coverage for Miami Dolphins and NFL fans. It's the EJDconstruction.com off-season NFL draft tour. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. For over, six, for over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843. For EJDConstruction.com. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello. No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home with next gen perimeter protection, 24 7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed. For free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com.
If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CS, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train, fight, recover. Guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Grouping, Ownership Management, Sponsors, or Website. With the 42nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select. The Big O Radio Show hits the road with the EJDConstruction.com off-season NFL Draft Tour, presented by SportsGrill.com. Your home for the NFL Draft with eight great locations in South Florida. Here's your host, Big O. Hour number three, baby, live from Indianapolis. Uh, we had uh, to his trainer, Nick Hicks, on in hour number two, and he was uh, fantastic. If you missed that, it was uh, about 30, what, 38 minutes of uh, some great insight. So uh, make sure you uh, you check it out. Uh, obviously, it was pretty much all about Tua. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do that to Skyler yesterday. You know that I, I've seen too many people that they bring on, or you walk up to, or you do an interview with Teddy Bridgewater, or you do an interview with Skyler, and and half the questions are about Tua. And I, I just find I find that to be disrespectful. Actually, you know what I mean. And so yesterday when we had Skyler on, it was about Skyler. 
You know, we talked about the Dolphins and we talked about Skyler in the playoffs and and different things, but it wasn't about, hey, let me ask this quarterback about Tua. One day, I hope, you know, I, I, I'm i going to try to get Tua on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, we'll see. It's it's not the easiest thing, but if there if there's, put it this way, if there's a media member he should do an interview with, okay, it's yours truly over anybody he did interviews with in the Super Bowl uh, week. Okay, but whatever, it is what it is. But you know, what one day, one day we'll make it happen, and and uh, and we'll bring uh, and we'll bring. To, but I get it. He's you know, he's kind of to himself, and and it's cool. It's cool. I can uh, I can I can show my support from where I'm at and on this platform, and and do my part. By the way, uh, King Short says everybody has a plan until life hits them in the mouth. Amen to that. Amen to that. And boy, life knows how to hit you in the mouth over and over and over and over again, man. And you better be tough in this life. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's see. I will be your Mickey, big O. Uh, I'll have you eating lightning and crapping thunder. Are you like a are you like a trainer cap for life? Is that it? That's very nice of you. If you are a trainer, or you're just joking and you just <laughs> want to kill me. Uh, if Tua can get better at extending plays and be able to throw accurately on the run, he can throw accurately on the run. Uh, watch out. That's what separates Mahomes and Rodgers from other QBs. He throws accurately from any platform. So I disagree with you on that. If he's, if he's rolling out, he can throw. Now, is he – what, what he's not ever going to be Mahomes. That's not fair to him. You know, it's kind of like what I told Marcel. It, it's not really who he is that he's just going to be using his legs all the time. It's I think what Nick and and what two are doing is preparing themselves so they can be a little better at using that than they normally do. Oh, he's ready to go. All right, let's do it. It is time. Let's go, baby. Omar Kelly, baby, and our essential moving experts. Dot com Miami Dolphins report. Time to talk aqua and orange. Miami Dolphins fans. It's the essential moving experts. Miami Dolphins exchange with Omar Kelly. When you're looking to move your home or business anywhere in the U.S. from coast to coast, call Essential Moving Experts at 305-602-8369. Flat rates and no surprise charges. EssentialMovingExperts.com. 305-602-8369. Let's talk Dolphins football. Here's Omar Kelly. Ride a ride a ride. There you are. How you feeling, my man? I'm good, man. I'm sorry. I'm not in a place where I've got Wi-Fi access, so I'm 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 here in the car trying to hold it down, make sure you don't have any interruptions. All right, no, it sounds good. Uh, was the uh, daughter's uh, birthday yesterday good? Yeah, man. Um, I'm just enjoying every yeah. I'm just enjoying every little moment of her learning and developing and talking. Um, we're, we're actually planning something, a smaller birthday party at, on, on Mar in later on in March. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, 
it, it's just a joy to do it. I got a 21 year old for those who don't know. I got a stepdaughter who's 30, 21 year old, and now my two year old. And it's it's such a joy to do it when you when you kind of have an understanding of what it, what what it's about and the joy, the moments that you'll enjoy and remember later. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was uh, it was uh, it was cute watching the uh, the social media post with her there enjoying the day yesterday. Uh, yeah. Let me bounce. Let me bounce around a little bit on the NFL side before I go to the Dolphins. Um, it look, uh, Michael Irving ended up winning uh, in in court that they're releasing the video. Um, this thing smells like I, I don't know how much you've been following it. Like Marriott's been wanting to throw it out of court. Uh, they've been they don't want to release the video. You know, now they're forced to release the video after two judges now have forced them to because they took it to another judge. And, and and Marriott is even like not taking responsibility, like saying, well, they only use our name in this hotel, you know, that kind of stuff. And I kind of feel bad for Michael Irving right now. You know what I mean? Because if he did commit a crime or whatever, he was insulting to that woman and you're Marriott, you, you want to show the video. Right. I mean, why is such hesitation? It just smells dirty, dude. You know what I'm uh, saying? I might be wrong, but it just, you know. You know, let's. I, I don't know what the real situation is on this incident, but what I do know is we never scream somebody's innocence as loud as we scream about their guilt. Um, and you know, that man could potentially have lost his career again, cause this is probably the time number three, he could have potentially lost his career and it's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to, um, even the woman, um, uh, let's, let's let the legal process play itself out. Now, why Marriott doesn't want to get involved, but there are cameras everywhere. And if, if you, if you're that, you would think the cameras are there to protect from a crime or prevent a crime or to prove somebody's guilt or innocence in regards to a crime. So this is a, something that literally blows my mind. I feel, I feel bad. And, and listen, Michael has the same energy he had the last time he was innocent that the media went after him. And I don't know if you remember that moment where he says, all right, use the same energy you use to, to, to you know, say I'm guilty. And he yep. was like calling out the media at that moment. And to yep. and he and he was innocent, and and you know how it is, Omar. When you're innocent, you'll scream to high heaven. You'll stand on every mountain on every building and say, "I'm innocent." You if, know what I mean? If your lawyers to, allow you, if your lawyers yeah. allow you, right, right. But the but but the lawyers and Michael have done nothing but that. Like they have been adamant about this. That's why, to me, when I see the delay on the other side, the people making the accusations. That's like, you know, I, I just found it kind of weird. Uh, the other one is Jalen Car Jalen Carter is back at the Combine now after this uh, DUI mess and crash that killed uh, a couple of people. Uh, your thoughts on, on, on this whole thing? Because this is a guy that was, you know, he's considered one of the, if not the top pick in the draft, at least top three. Um, my thoughts are, why does this come to a head the week of the NFL Combine? I think that that's foul. Um, now, it, it's not like the incident just happened. Um, also, on top of that, I'm a little bit troubled and perplexed as to why people are pretending like 
oh, this is this is you know this is going to absolutely tank his draft stock. I don't really care. It doesn't matter, and neither should his draft stock. Um, he's going to be selected relatively high, and uh, he's going to have the opportunity to play in the NFL, and his career is going to be made on on his performance. Um, but you know, it's a slow news cycle, so everybody's making a tremendously big deal about this. Um, should he have returned to the combine? Absolutely, because it's a major job interview, and there are 32 teams who are curious and want to hear from him in regards to what he has to say on the matter. Right. Yeah. No. And I know he was racing with them, so he might have been a contributor, but it wasn't. He wasn't necessarily the one that crashed the car, and obviously, you know, people died. So I, I, I get the technicalities behind it, but it is, uh, hey, listen, it reminds us of the Leo Collins story back in the day when he was accused of murder or something, I think it was, and he wasn't, and he was innocent. And yet he, his draft stock went down from, what, what was it like the fifth or sixth round from the first round, I think? If I remember correctly, yeah. right? Uh, no, no, Leo Collins went undrafted. I, I wow. remember I was begging I was begging Steve Ross to draft him, and their fear was that, oh, you know, the media is going to come down on us. Right. I'm like, no, 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 I'm the media. I'm not going to come down on you. Dra draft him in the third day. Um, yeah. and, but, by, and by the way, if I remember correctly, I think Tannenbaum worked for the agency that was representing Collins, right, before he took uh, the Dolphins job, right? Correct. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that, 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 was, that was crazy, and he was innocent at that time. Uh, from all of that. All right. Prediction time, Omar. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract as much as what Deshaun Watson won and got, or maybe even more. Will, will Lamar Jackson end up with a fully guaranteed contract or will he end up tagged and held out and holding out? He'll end up tagged. He won't receive a fully guaranteed contract, even though I think the Ravens um, uh, uh, do good business. I just don't think they want to set the precedence. Nobody in the NFL wants to set the precedence of fully guaranteed contracts for players. Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins are the only ones outside of rookies who've ever gotten it done. And if it's going to be done, it's going to be done by the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, but people don't realize is the, there is no, excuse me one second, I'm signing something. Uh, what, what people don't realize is that there is only that in the NBA and in Major League Baseball and in the NHL, there's nothing in their CBAs, collective bargaining agreement, that says that players must have fully guaranteed contracts. It is the culture of those leagues which has been dictated over time that has created those environments for the players and their contracts. Now, unfortunately, the players, you know, the players in the M M NFL. They have not been allowed the opportunity because agents have not done what they needed to do, their due diligence, to get to that level of getting fully guaranteed contracts. But it has to be the quarterbacks. Um, Russell Wilson has twice failed when it was his opportunity to get a fully guaranteed contract. Um, the, the, the Patrick Mahomes could have gotten a fully guaranteed contract. He got $500 million, so I'm not even going to complain about that one. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but by the way, that contract has become cap-friendly. Yeah, no, because of the, the way that it was structured, and it's like $500 million. So, and it's, and yeah. it's only – and it's I, I, I hate to say it this way, but it's only $40 million a year for him. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, and he's won two championships. I think you're going to pay whatever you're going to pay. 
Uh, the same thing could be said about Buffalo's quarterback. He was in position to get a fully guaranteed contract. Nobody, nobody did it with for him as well. So it's it's very uncomfortable for me to like sit here and say that hey, I, I don't count their pockets, but they got to understand it's got to be the culture of the league. And I support Lamar in his efforts. I know, and I've dealt with Lamar, and I've dealt with his moms through I am I'm athlete. Um, and trust me, she's a hard negotiator, and she's a very good businesswoman. And you know whether and and Lamar is driving the the, the business end of it, so. He's he's determined to get what he feels like he deserves. And I'm very encouraged by what's happening here. Yes, everybody can sit here and debate that he doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract. But they got to understand he deserves more than what the next man got. And the next man is Deshaun Watson. So if he deserves more than what Deshaun Watson got, that's just the that's just the price price of doing business in the NFL. That's right, the nature so that- of the league. That's why I asked you this way, because I believe also, like you do, he's not going to get a, a, a fully guaranteed contract. And I think he's going to tag. But I really believe that they're going, he's going to end up holding out. Yeah, he you probably think, Yeah, okay. So you feel the same way that he's not – I think it's so bitter, the situation now with him, and he's kind of locked into – well, wait a minute. If they gave him a fully guarantee, I deserve one what? too, and I've and I've accomplished more than Deshaun Watson, right? I know that's what he's saying, but I almost feel like this this thing's going to get pretty ugly between these two uh, very soon. Uh, it probably will, but I mean, this is the price of doing business, and I think he will he'll hold out, and it'll be interesting to see what what happens, what comes from it. But that's just the nature of the league. It's about business. Um, if you're going to sit here and you're going to argue that he doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract, that's not that's not fair. Yeah, but but, okay, hey, but Omar, Omar, Deshaun Watson didn't deserve a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't think he deserves a fully guaranteed? Deshaun? Deshaun Watson? No, 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 no. Deshaun didn't. Deshaun didn't. That, that's what. It, that, it, that, it, that's that's my. That, but that's my point. To use the guy that set the precedent when the precedent was set with the wrong person. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that's that's the problem the, there. Well, and the I think that's what. And that's what. That's what everybody else is going to use as as the as the example. Say, yeah, we, we get that he got a guaranteed contract, but nobody in their right mind would have given him a guaranteed contract. That was just stupid business by the Browns. That's basically what the other teams are saying about this. Basically, you know what I'm saying? All it takes, all it takes, is one team. Let's say you're going to get paid what the market is going to determine that you're worth. Mm-hmm. Let's say they don't give him the exclusive franchise tag, which I think would be ridiculous. But then I also think it would be smart because then you give another team an opportunity to negotiate the contract for you, and pr- potentially. You can get him on what the market feels is market value, and you. And now the question is, if you don't want to pay that market value, then you're going to get a compensation for him. I personally would not give him the exclusive rights tag. I would give him the tender that will allow me to get compensation for him, even though a quarterback's extremely hard to replace. If I'm not in love with him, then that's the reality of it. And then I'd let the market determine what he's worth, and then I'd sign him to whatever somebody negotiates him. Because what people don't realize is. You have a right of first refusal. So if they offer him, let's say, 
If they offer him a fully guaranteed contract, then okay, the market determines he's worth the fully guaranteed contract, and I'm going to sign him to that. Right. Uh, um, if they offer him something short of what the market guarantees because of the injury or the style of play or um, the durability concerns, I'm going to sign him to that. There's no way that I'm going to let him go. Um, and if he wants to play on, 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 on the franchise tag, so be it. If he doesn't want to play, then he's going to sit out. Then he's going to not have a year's toll. And basically, we're going we're to be here again next year. So, All right. All right. No, I'm, I'm with you there. All right. Let's move on to Tua because I got somebody coming up at 1230 here. Um, yesterday, McDaniel, and obviously, Chris Greer talked about, you know, everything is open on the table. And I'm trying to explain to people, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. They, they, they said like, hey, we, we're, everything's on the table long term. We're still talking about the fifth year option or whatever. And I think for me, it's more about just spreading the love to two and his agent and everybody else. Like, hey, we believe in him. We love him and all that. But there really is no shot they give him a long term deal. I think that was just Chris Greer just, you know, reiterating how much they believe in the guy, that they believe in him so much. That sure, anything is on the table. The same thing as they tell you, oh, no, we don't turn down Mike Kosicki if he wants to come back or Byron Jones or we got to let Vic Fangio figure that out. Byron ain't coming back. Gesicki ain't coming back. And Tua has no shot right now at getting a long-term contract. Do you agree on all of those? I disagree. I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to have the dialogue. I'm probably going to put a 70 cents on the dollar offer on the table explain why that's what it is if he chooses to take it so be it um i I remember going back to the ryan Tannehill when he was getting his fifth year option and then they wound up extending him which i thought was the worst decision ever by the organization and you know it was like 98 million dollars and uh i thought at no point was he ever going to sign a contract until he had proven himself and to it at this point is more deserving of a contract than Ryan Tannehill is of a big money contract than Ryan Tannehill is. Well, cause he proves that he can be a real franchise quarterback. You're right. I yeah. You're saying. But the, the layup, the easy decision is sign into a fifth year option. Say, Hey, we'll revisit this in a year, but you got $26 million guarantee coming to you next year. Altogether throughout your career, you will have made uh 50, like 50, nearly $60 million. I think that's pretty good for for five years. Right. Um, it's fair, and we, we'll revisit this when if you're the if you're the best player in the league, we'll pay you like you're the best player in the league. And if you're proven that you're you have durability concerns, we'll probably decide that we want to move on from you after the fifth year. So, I, I I don't see how that's not a layup, but I definitely have the conversation with them to see where their thought process is because you got to keep in mind. The price is only going to go up if he's who we think he is. Of course, right. If he stay and if he stays healthy, then it gets the price will get really scary. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, right. the price is going to be the price is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah. If if Tua just flat out replicates what he did last year, the price is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah. And stays healthy. Right. Let's say you're yeah. the number one passer in the league and you you led your team to the playoffs and you stay healthy for an entire season. You're talking three hundred million dollars, two hundred and sixty yeah, million a year. Yeah, they'll be paying fifty a year. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. I'm with you there. Why not, why not try to get ahead of it? Not to say that 
you could you could sit here and whether you are a to a hater to a supporter to a non-member you can flat out say whatever you want to justify whatever decision that you have but the the truth of the matter is we will know who Tua is at the end of the 2023 season. And yeah, and it's interesting you say uh, offer a deal at 70 cents a dollar. Maybe Tua and the agents think, you know what, let's take some guarantees now and protect ourselves just in case because a year from now, if you do suffer injuries, you already have your deal in place. If you're you protected, it, yeah. Yeah, you're protected. So there might be – a I don't think they'll do it because two is kind of driven to, to prove people wrong. So I think he's going to drive to try to be healthy this year and, and prove to people he can have a complete year and all that kind of crap. All and it then, takes is one bad hit. No, I know. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. But he is. A, I mean, a, but ultimately he'll get $26 million. And, and trust me, that should be enough money to take care of your family for a lifetime. I'm with you there. I, I did think that Greer gave a little nugget yesterday, which normally you don't hear a lot of stuff, but he said that they would be interested in safety and linebacker. And obviously with Fangio coming in, it's more it's it's more important than ever to have safeties and linebackers that can cover. So we've talked a lot about Brandon Jones possibly being at risk here because Brandon got better in coverage, but maybe not to the elite point that Vic Fangio needs both of his safeties to be at. So are were you surprised that the that the general manager would say already like we could be interested in safeties and linebackers? No, I think even if you have Brandon Jones on the roster, you're still exploring safeties and linebackers. I think Eric Rose a free agent as well. And yeah. you know you know how me and you we go back and forth about Brandon Jones all the time. Coverage wise, he's never gonna be good. So But he got better last year. He got better. Okay. You didn't you ignored the sentence that I said. Coverage-wise, he's never going to be good. G O O D. He got I'm, better. I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to give you. You give up on him. I'm not ready I, to give up on the young man. I, I, I'm I'm evaluating him based on what his teammates tell me. So he's just not going to be that player that you you think. I, I I think it's an easy upgrade. It's an easy upgrade. You 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 know who I'm thinking about. It's, it's, it's the young man who already said he wants to play. He wants down. To be here. Yeah, no, he, he really wants to be down here. Yeah, no, really. he trains at Bomberitos. I see him every offseason. Yeah. He's here. He loves South Florida. South Florida Buffalo. South Florida Buffalo. No, no, he, he, he wants Miami. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there, I say this all the time 40% of the league lives down here in the offseason. Like 40, but not, not down here, but in, South, in Florida. Tampa. Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami, South Florida, 40% of the league lives in Florida, 40%. That means you are going to have a great opportunity to land a lot of the top free agents, including a Poyer, and you just got to be creative enough to get it done if you want to get it done. Poyer and Bobby Wagner? I don't know. I think the Bobby Wagner Express has left. Really? God, I like that one because that's only a one or two year deal. So yeah, but I would rather long. I would rather go after the um the, the uh Levante David than Bobby Wagner. Okay, that's another older linebacker. That's a one or two year deal. You're right. You're right about that. I, okay. I would I would rather go that route. I, or or get a young linebacker. I, I have no. A, you can't get Poyer and a, you can't get Poyer and Edmonds. 
No, they're not going to be able to pay Wilkins. Senior. I said a younger linebacker. A young, a oh, young you mean like pick. like in the second and third round picks? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shy about drafting you. the line. And okay. keep in mind also the trade market, and we don't know what teams are bartering and what we'll find out after the, after after this after the combine. We'll find out. What free what linebackers are on the trading block, just like many linebackers that Miami's traded for when they traded for Bernard McKinney McKinney and you know, you'll you'll things will pop free. We'll 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 know short we'll know shortly. And I think the Dolphins will be aggressive. If Chris Greer strategically put those positions out, then he's like, it's very obvious. I'm already talking to free agents about this. Like we 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 we're we're being very transparent. And I would love to add a safety because I I think the the young man that's back there now, um, it, it, if you free him up to do coverage, and you have a guy like like Poyer who could do everything, you, it's it's going to be magnificent. Oh, no. Holland and Poyer would be oh my yeah. god, it would be a, a, an incredible uh, duel right there. All right, but, but even on. more important than safety, even more important than safety, I think you got to address the other cornerback position. Yes, I think they will, although I think Kohu will be part of it. But that's where I think the second and third round picks come in. I think they could get another corner. I don't know if I want to take the risk of getting a Noah, Noah, Noah Igbenogany. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Cater Kohu, bro. Cater Kohu's the guy. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, 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 he played fantastic for a young man, bro. He did a great job. He could get better, too. I like, okay. I like the kid. He's, his mental makeup is he's special, bro. Uh, uh, that kid. That kid's built the right way. All right, follow him on Twitter. Omar, as always, I appreciate you. Follow him on Twitter at Omar Kelly and catch him every week here, of course, with our EssentialMovingExperts.com Miami Dolphins Exchange. Omar, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. That is your Miami Dolphins Exchange. You've been listening to the Essential Moving Experts Miami Dolphins Exchange with Omar Kelly. When you're looking for local, home, long-moving services, or office relocation, call Essential Moving Experts at 305-602-8369. Flat rates and no surprise charges. EssentialMovingExperts.com. 305-602-8369. Miami Dolphins fans, follow Big O Radio Show on all platforms and keep up with your favorite NFL team. Maybe we are back here at the Combine, the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. We'll be uh, hitting the streets and the bars tonight to get some information. But before we do that, I hope I don't butcher his name. Nick Wayry is ready to join us. He is going to be competing in WingsForWishesMiami.com. Nick, did I pronounce it right? It's close enough. It's uh, Weary, but that's cool. Weary, Okay. A little weary. Okay. That that's what I would be if I was up against you in an eating contest. <laughs> I'm very weary. Okay. Fair enough. That's a, that's, and by the way, why is it that in eating contest it's the skinny guys that dominate? Why isn't it the fat guys that dominate in eating contest? That that's uh, to me, that is amazing. How is it that you guys stretch your stomachs a hell of a lot better than the big fat guys like me, in other words? Like I'm not a good eater, bro. Like I eat throughout the day. But I can't sit and eat as much as you do in one in one sitting. There's no way I can do that kind of stuff. 
I wouldn't condone the behavior, but uh, I would say sometimes a combination of a handful of things, you know, maybe have your guys are enjoying the food a little bit more than we are, you know, trying to put it away quick. And um, there's some theories behind it. Uh, I know personally, I just, I feel better when I'm lighter because I was as heavy as, I was about 30 pounds heavier when I started competitive eating, coming from a bodybuilding background. And um, the heavier weight, it just didn't seem to allow my stomach to expand. Like there was almost a belt around it. Um, where when I'm lighter and feel better, I kind of breathe more efficiently. I feel a little bit better. I move a little bit faster. So, uh, you know, being in the gym and being in good shape just kind of helps me at the table, I guess, mentally and physically. So, so you don't have a six pack because the um, six pack gets in the way of the stomach. Is that what you're telling me? I have like, even when I was bodybuilding, I had four and then I had like a five pack. So, uh, <laughs> it's there, but I'm trying to push it out further and further to allow for more hot dogs and chicken wings. All right, so what the hell made you get into this? Like, what was the watershed moment that said, oh, I can do this? Because I, I got to know, how, how did this whole thing start, dude? So um, I did competitive bodybuilding for about 11 years. Uh, I was a baseball player, um, went to college and realized that I was lacking uh, talent and ability. And then went to bodybuilding, fell in love with that, did it for a long time. And then after my uh, my second child, my son was born, um, I'm like, I, I kind of want to be around, you know, for the next, you know, 40, 50 years, whatever. Uh, and bodybuilding had kind of taken a turn to be a little bit less healthy at that point. And so I needed a competitive outlet. And my appetite had become a running joke amongst my friends. You know, I'd go to Wendy's and get like six or seven sandwiches and three or four fries and a few Frosties. And they're like, dude, that's not normal. And I'm like, yeah, it was fine. It's, it's perfectly okay. And they um, encouraged me to enter a punch eating contest, like the Polish jelly donuts around Fat Tuesday. Um, I didn't want to, but they said I could win money and raise money for charity, and I got free donuts. And I won handily. And, and from there, it just kind of spiraled into um, somebody suggested they do a hot dog practice. And I said, what is a hot dog practice? Um, and my first one I ever did, I, I got 26 hot dogs and buns, not knowing what I was doing. And Jeff Esper, who's actually ranked second in the world, he's like, hey, you might think about you might think about trying this. You, you kind of have some ability here. And uh, I'm not good at half doing things. So now we're here. <laughs> okay. Just so you'll know, two weeks ago, I'm coming back from the Senior Bowl. And I stopped at a Dairy Queen on the side of the road there. And I got a hot dog. And that thing, uh, like, had me, like, <laughs> for two weeks, uh, you know, in the porcelain throne. I was praying to the porcelain throne for about two weeks, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. At least the hot dogs you're eating are good. Don't ever eat at a Dairy Queen at a road stop somewhere in the, no. in the panhandle. Okay, no. that's <laughs> yes. Uh, those aren't the ones you want to eat. All right, stay away from those, Nick. All right. Uh, and by the way, um, if you want to uh, join and want to be out at Wings for Wishes Miami.com, folks, uh, right now if you're listening, we will give you twenty percent off uh, discount tickets. Uh, if you want to ch uh, chime in and uh, you want to go to this great event, there's all kinds of great food, all kinds of great drinks. The money's going to charity. You're going to make a wish, um, a wish happen for a youngster out there that is going through some really tough times. You know, not like what you did today that you got stuck in traffic or you forgot something at home and you think life is is the worst. No, these kids are going through some real tough times and make a wish does a lot for it in Wings for Wishes. Uh, go to wingsforwishesmiami.com to find out more and use our code BIG O so you can get 20% discount on your tickets. 
It's a great event this weekend. Uh, so, Nick, let me ask you something. Uh, brother, food prices are pretty expensive right now. Uh, how are you practicing and staying sharp, man? Um, it's, t- it's tough. You know, luckily for me, our last contest was pistachios. I just took home that title last weekend. And, and- you have to mortgage your house if it was eggs. Um, my, my eggs, it was, that was tough. Cause I have the record, the, the short form record for eggs, 50 and three minutes, hard boiled eggs. But, um, it was, uh, you know, it would be tough. You know, if I was eating as many eggs when I was bodybuilding right now, I'd probably have to get a second mortgage on the house. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, doing, um, pistachios, the wonderful company sent us something, you know, to practice with. So that kind of helped. And for chicken wings, it's tough because it's, if I was to go out and buy 200 chicken wings to practice with, that's going to run a pretty penny. So I, I grabbed a few dozen and just kind of ran through like, okay, let's remember how to do this. As, as crazy as that may sound to people, you want it to be second nature, you know, when you're in the moment. So um, tried to emulate the the awesome smoked wings, you know, smoked grilled wings we're going to get from Sports Grill down there in Miami. And oh, they're so uh, good. yeah, they're ridiculously good. Uh, it's hard not to just eat them slowly, but um, yeah. It's uh, it'll be it'll be an awesome time. You know, I'm excited. I think the practice went pretty well. I'm, you know, there's a little air of confidence after coming off the win last weekend. So I'm excited for the contest. All right. So let me ask you: You're not eating boneless wings, right? You're eating regular wings. I am not eating sauced chicken nuggets. Okay. No. I am eating. I am eating real wings with the bone in. Oh, don't get me wrong. Boneless wings or sauced nugs are a delicious food. I will never turn. Yes. Them- but they, um, in my opinion, they are not a chicken wing, just like hot dog is not a sandwich. Right. No, I'm a, I'm a thousand percent with you. <laughs> but the practicing again with wings, don't you worry about bones and stuff? And, you know, that's, uh, that's the kind that, that, that might get me a little nervous that you got to eat it fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you eat fish. Well, you eat that shit slow because, you know, you're afraid of getting one of those scales in there. You're like, you know, you're, you're like you're chewing extra when you're eating the fish just to make sure there isn't anything there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a little dangerous, dude. Like hot dogs, you don't have to worry about it. Donuts, you don't have to worry about it. Eggs, you don't have to worry about it. But chicken wings, dude, you got to you got to be concerned a little bit. Um, Yeah. little bit cautious you know especially like with the grilled wings they'll be uh, obviously a little bit um the bones will be a little bit more dry than the ones that are fried and then sauced and stuff um i guess it's just a job hazard you know because ultimately you'll pick up some because you got to think for this contest they sports grill must cook a few thousand wings two three and that's not even in many they're cooking on the day for all the you know the the thousands of people that are there so um some of them are just going to be broken you know when they come in so those ones You'll pick them up and you just so a a, um, a drum. I'll just spin. That's how yeah. I eat the drum. Where you know I'm flat, I'll break it. You know, I'll break the bottom knuckle effectively and just pull and chuck. Um, so you do have to be careful when like you, you're pulling. And I guess it's just trying to know what that feels like and really quickly trying to adjust and go. Well, I don't want to swallow that bone shard, but I I suppose anything done at a, at a fast pace and at a high level carry some level of danger at least ours is delicious in the process all right the experience post eating uh <laughs> which one is worse for the next couple of days uh, out of all the different competitions you enter oh um 
wings will be fine because like, we only are eating maybe five to eight pounds of food total. Which you're gonna? Oh, yeah, food. that's nothing. <laughs> so for us, it's I, I just I just did that this morning before I got on the air. Yeah, of course. Yeah, eggs. Um, eggs wasn't so bad for me. I don't think people like being around me too much for the next twenty four hours. But um, I will say spam was probably the roughest on the system. I did Ooh. nine minutes, about twelve cans. In eight minutes, and like that's fifty six grams you, you, of sodium. Whoa, 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 whoa. You ate twelve cans of spam in yes. eight minutes. Yes, yes, that was uh, that was the Circuit of the Americas in Texas uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, people in Mississippi don't eat twelve cans of spam in, <laughs> in a year. Yeah, I I don't condone the behavior. My my face looked like a basketball, and my fingers looked like Jimmy Dean sausages, um, and I, I based. I, I think I, I could feel like my heart beating in my head. It was um that was one of those where after the contest you're like, why do I do, why do I do this? Why do I why was because I, I broke the world record and still got second to Jeff Esper who won the wing contest last year. I was like, dude, uh, if you weren't my friend, I would punch you. <laughs> <laughs> spam, dude! Wow, that is. I mean, you know, you know, people won't even eat spam. Just. Yeah. Right, like that's all it's left. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll starve and die. So yeah. the fact that you can eat 12 cans of spam, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what the hell is spam, right? <laughs> do, do you know what spam is? I think it's it was um, for me. It was a thousand dollar check is what it amounted to. So it was, it was, that's that's all I had to think about. But it was um, honestly. Super appreciative to be out there. Like uh, Billy Joel was headlining that night. I think Billy Joel and and uh, like Twenty One Pilots or something like that. Oh, I love Twenty One Pilots. Dude. It was They're it so was good. really cool. And you're at the F1 Circuit of the Americas race, so it was almost like, dude, you probably could have told me I was eating Alpo, and I would have been out there and eating for to to be able to get that experience. The sponsor was excellent, but it was um definitely a little that, or I would say like fifteen pounds of strawberry shortcake. That'll that'll burn a hole through you pretty quick. Professional eater and spam dominator Nick Weary <laughs> joining us here on the program. Nick, how many competitions are you in yearly? Um, it this year is really, I would say, completely normalized again because the previous right. few years obviously were a little wonky. Right, right. Um, but I would say this year, hopefully, like fifteen to twenty. You know, total. Uh, we did bagels in Vegas in January um, after coming off a shrimp cocktail in Indiana in December. Um, just had pistachios. I just had a shrimp cocktail last night at St. Elmo's Fire, baby. That's what that's our shrimp cocktail. Yeah, St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail. Like, tell you what, eating 12 pounds of that with the cocktail sauce will wear you out too. That's that shit. You did it with the sauce? Yeah, yeah. They're all sauce. The shrimp sauce. Oh, so you can breathe fine for like seven years now. You've got so much of that 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 sauce will open you. Were you crying? I was yeah, it's a common and it's so cold because it's it's the same day as the Big Ten championship game. Okay. And it's outside. So it's freezing cold. You're ramming down the sauce. Like I expect, honestly, to to feel and look like the dragon that Sean Connery played, I think, in Dragonheart and Breeze Fire after I'm done with that contest. Yes, but yes. It, it was um they're just awesome people too. The people that run St. Elmo's, that whole oh, yeah. restaurant group, they're yeah. they're so they're so amazing. The the shrimp are I didn't believe how big the shrimp were. That was, I'm like, these are the most quality shrimp I've ever seen. Like, that's a that's a lobster, bro. That's not a shrimp. Well, hey, li- listen, I've been coming to Indy for the NFL Combine for 20, about 22 years or something yeah. like that. And there's not one time that I come that I don't go to St. Almost Fire to have the cocktail, the oh, shrimp 100%. cocktail, because 
it's like you know, it's like going to it's like going to Tampa. I always go to Burn Steakhouse. It's right. just there's yeah. there's something about certain places that have a spot that you got to visit, and obviously Saint Elmo's is the place here. And that shrimp cocktail, you won't get that shrimp cocktail anywhere else, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely impeccable. Yeah. And by the way, Nick, isn't America a beautiful place where you can you, you're making a living doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I do this, and then I um I I manage a, a retail location during Monday through Friday. But yeah, it's, it's effectively I get I make a living entertaining people, raising money for charity, eating foods I enjoy, traveling all over the world. So you um, you do it on the weekends, and then go back to work during the week. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. So you're crop dusting everybody during the week after oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, they're they're probably thrilled to see me go come Thursday, Friday. You know, fly out to wherever I'm going. So it's um. It's awesome, though. It's it's. Did uh, all the employees take the day off on Monday when you <laughs> came back from the spam contest? I think they uh they want to hear how it went, but yes, they after the spam contest, people weren't really again. They, there's there's high emissions after something like that, you know. Yes. That is good stuff. All right, so tell us about the competition this weekend. Uh, what what should people be able to expect at Wings for Miami? Yeah, so Wings for Wishes. It's Wings the, for Wishes yeah, Miami.com. Yeah, Wings for Wishes is the ninth annual, you know, Wings for Wishes event in Miami. It's the second annual Wings for Wishes Wing Eating Championship. You'll have Jeff Asper ranked second in the world, myself ranked fourth in the world, Gideon OG sixth in the world, um, amongst a, a parade of other great eaters. There's live music, there's food, there's vendors. We're raising money for, I couldn't think of really a better, um, you know, cause. And I think we raised a little over $408,000 last year for the Make-A-Wish South Florida. Just a fun family oriented event. But with that said, if you're a young couple, it isn't even a family. You just want to go have some drinks, listen to some live music. It's going to be a fun time too. Eat, out eat there. some great food too oh, at the same sports time. Cause grill. there's all kinds of food. Yeah. There's all kinds of food. I'd recommend going to sports grill and get some of those wings. Cause they're ridiculous. Um, I'm, I will even be taking some home after I eat probably 200 of them in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll be bringing some home. So Go on down, check them out. If you go on wingsforwishesmiami.com, there's a donation link. If you can't make it, if you can't donate, also okay. Maybe just think about sharing it because it's it's about as good a cause as it comes. There you go, wingsforwishesmiami.com. Nick Weary joining us. Nick, good luck, my brother. Thank you. Uh, you, you are you are special because most <laughs> of us cannot do this stuff, man. You are you are you are a strength right there. By the way, what's the inspiration with the uh, the green mohawk? Oh, that was for the uh, pistachio contest. Wonderful pistachios. It was going to be red for this one, but I can't get it from green to red without the male pattern baldness kicking in even harder than it already is. There you go. Good stuff. Nick, have a great weekend, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. Have a good one, man. Thank you. You got it. Nick Weary, man, professional eater. And again, it's wingsforwishesmiami.com. And you want to use our code if you want to get tickets. That way you can save 20%. You get a 20% discount. Use the code Big O. Remember, like he said, you can make a donation. Uh, they've got all kinds of stuff. It'll have delicious wings. Uh, and they're going to look, you will enjoy savory food stations featuring delicious recipes from some of South Florida's favorite restaurants, along with a wide range of refreshing beverages, mouthwatering desserts, and live music, family fun activities, and award presentation. Over 2,000 enthusiastic attendees. Uh, go to this event. They were there last year. They'll have an amateur eating contest, which you can take part in. Teams of four can compete eating 50 wings. You can actually 
sign up. Go to wingsforwishes.com, wingsforwishesmiami.com. Go to that if you want to get your your uh, group in there. You guys think that you can eat some wings? You can do that. And it's also sanctioned by the Major League Eating Competition. Competitors will have 10 minutes to eat the most wings, and it's all measured in weight. So go out there and, uh, of course, listen. In their 40-year history, they've granted more than 13,000 wishes. It's pretty awesome. So go to wingsforwishesmiami.com so you can enjoy an amazing event uh, right there behind Sports Grill in South Miami. And we thank the great people at Sports Grill, proud sponsors of this road trip out here to the NFL Combine, proud sponsors of our platform. So please take advantage today. Um, uh, you should go visit a little Sports Grill. By the way, you can take some of their sauces home too now which is a beautiful thing. There you go. What do we got? Uh, Brad Johnson, Tom Brady, LJ doesn't have any anchor arm strength. All right, so it looks like you guys got a your own conversations going on. I don't see any questions there. What do we got? Do we have the dip still in the market going on? Let me see what's going on with our uh, with uh, with our crypto market right now. Uh, still over twenty three thousand, holding pretty strong, man. Actually, Jasmine's down by fifty eight. That might be that might be an entry zone there for me with a little Jasmine. And the market is probably hurting, right? Is that what's going on? No, Dow's up 100 points. S&P's down six points. And the NASDAQ is barely down. Barely down. But Dow's up 100 points. Not doing too bad. Uh, let's see. Big O, uh, I school the clowns in your chat. Ah, okay. I see what's going on. All right. So people are getting schooled right now, according to Knight. That's what's going on. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? Oh, where am I? Over here. Here's my show sheet. Uh, heat last night lose to the Sixers. No Embiid. 24% shooting by the Heat. Damn. Love 0 for 2. Gabe 0 for 7. Tyler Hero, he's always fantastic. 1 for 5. And Struce two for seven. Tyler is really not living up to that contract. He's not turning the corner at all. He's not clutching big games and big moments. You know that uh, that bubble stuff was an aberration from Tyler. That's what it's turned out to be, a complete aberration. Tomorrow they take on the Knicks uh, at 8 o'clock. What is it, Miami-Dade Arena or whatever the hell it's called? Tonight, the Predators take on the Panthers, okay? So there you go, 7 o'clock for the Preds taking on the Panthers. We'll be at Kilroy's Bar here in downtown. I'll be there around 5.30 to meet with you guys out there, hang out. 7 o'clock, the Panthers game will start. So we'll have a little fun there. What else do we have? Ooh, I – Man, do I feel bad for Raiders fans. Raiders fans. Okay, so let me – I don't know if you saw this. 
But, you know, Raiders fans were hoping for Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Jimmy Garoppolo, or something like that. You know, Raiders fans now uh, won't be able to wait for anything. They're not getting anything. It's interesting how narratives change, right? The Raiders have been linked to big-name quarterbacks since they released Derek Carr, right? Well, one name that's been bandy about a lot has been Aaron Rodgers, right? Former teammate to Devontae Adams. Well, now it looks like it's not going to be in the cards. According to Vic Tafour of The Athletic, uh, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel and general manager Dave Ziegler have agreed that they won't be involved in the Rodgers sweepstakes. The Raiders just have too many holes on their roster to trade high draft picks for a 39-year-old quarterback. There appears to be other teams like the Jets that would. Now, it isn't too surprising, it says here. Uh, late last month, Ziegler himself indicated that the Raiders' long-term plans at quarterback might not be realized in 2023. Vegas isn't one, of the, one quarterback away from contending with the Kansas City Chiefs or the Chargers in the AFC West. It's all about building the future and creating a well-rounded roster. Giving up multiple first-round picks in exchange for a 39-year-old Rodgers never really made sense. So what, no Garoppolo? You're not getting Tom Brady. So you're not into Aaron Rodgers. And wait a minute. You're not close to the Chiefs and the Chargers? Didn't last year that were people writing that the Raiders could be contenders? even in the division, that anybody in that division could win the division, even the Denver Broncos, remember, because they had just added Russell Wilson. Nobody got to see Russell Wilson play yet. But last time I checked, they said the, the AFC West was the best division in football. They said all four teams might make the playoffs. They said all four teams could be contenders just for the division. And all of a sudden now, the Raiders are more than a quarterback away? Wow. Somebody really screwed up in their assessment last year of the Raiders. Interesting. Wow. And so now you're a Raiders fan. You were duped into last year thinking you actually had a contender, which was silly shit that I didn't believe. And now... You're not. You're finding out that no, you, you weren't a contender last year, and you certainly will not be a contender this year. Wow, that's that's not the off season I would like to have if I'm a football fan. To know that your team's pretty much done, and they and they were so ready to just dominate last year and take over. It's incredible. What else did I? Oh, yes. Here's the other story that I saw that I thought was kind of interesting in the NFL. And this was um, the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit about about uh, Pete Carroll and, and Russell Wilson and how he took the high road and all of that stuff. So the Seahawks, this is a great stat. And 
Uh, it goes with something I've said on the show for well over 20 years. Did you know that the Seahawks have had a winning season 10 out of 11 years? I don't know. Did you know that, Sean, that, that the Seahawks have had a winning season 10 out of the last 11 years? Do you know that the the besides that, okay, first-round picks during that time, they haven't picked any higher than 27th. Last year was the first time in 10 out of 11 years that they picked higher than 27th when they picked Charles Cross at ninth overall. Is that crazy or what? So now they've got the number five pick because of the Denver trade with Russell Wilson, and their pick is number 20, which would be higher than 27 also. But it, it's interesting how – and they could be going for a quarterback there at number five. There, there's a couple of young guys coming out. Maybe they're interested in one of them. I don't know. And and they end up picking a quarterback down the line. I don't know if Geno Smith is going to re-sign there. Uh, there was even talk about the Jets that if they fail in their moves for Aaron Rodgers or something like that, that they could end up settling for Geno Smith too. I don't know what's going to happen. But one of the things that I've told you for over 20 years on our show, what have I said for those of you that are hardcore about the draft? It's not where you pick, it's who you pick. Because I always get those guys and women out there that say, oh, no, you got to lose for your draft position. And I always tell them that matters nothing. If you're good at drafting, you will find your players. Because you could have taken Drew Brees instead of Jamar Fletcher, but you chose not to. You could have taken Anquan Bolden instead of Eddie Moore, but you chose not to. Two Hall of Fame players, both in the second round. Wow, what a concept. It never really matters where you pick. It's who you pick. Oh, my God. The team ended up losing Minka Fitzpatrick because him and Flores couldn't get along. Wow, we lose one of the top five safeties in the league. How do they replace him? Oh, Javon Holland in the second round. Oh, Xavier Howard, number 50 overall, I believe, in the second round. Hmm, Zach Thomas going into the Hall of Fame, fifth round. Tom Brady just retired, the greatest of all time, sixth round. Not where you pick, it's who you pick. You're going to be able to find players all over the place. Sure, of course, you can find them with the number one and number three and number seven pick overall. But you can also find them in the second, fourth, and sixth rounds. But you got to know what the hell you're doing. Cater Kohu. I'm not putting him in the class of the guys I just said, but you got a guy that helped you out in your secondary this year and started, and you didn't even draft his ass. Not where you pick. It's who you pick. And... That's a pretty cool stat. These guys have made the playoffs 10 out of 11, winning seasons 10 out of 11, and only one time they've picked really high in the draft. Shows you, man. Schneider and, and Carroll overall throughout the years, they know what the hell they're doing. Hell, where did they pick DK Metcalf? Was he like a second-round pick also, I want to say? 
You know, now that, I, now that I'm thinking about it, was he second or first? Maybe late first, if anything. Because something tells me he was not necessarily an early pick, right? Let me see if I'm correct here. Uh, second round pick for the Seahawks. Hey, Russell Wilson probably will will end up in the Hall of Fame. Third round pick, one year Super Bowl. Richard Sherman was a fifth rounder. I mean, they they hit on a whole bunch of picks late. That's how they built those Seattle Seahawks teams because they hit picks all throughout the draft. The lazy fan is the fan that thinks that, well, if you don't pick them in the top five, then there's no chance for you to build a team. No, there's a great chance for you to build a hell of a team from rounds one through seven and use your street free agency too. Pretty cool story from the uh, Seahawks. I like that. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? So going from a good team in Baltimore to a bad team in the Jets would make the Jets better? I don't know what that means. Is that part of another conversation? Uh, Every static value in terms of measurement I can find shows lower. Oh, I don't know what the hell it is. Raiders fans and Denver fans were stupid to listen to the media. They told them they were contenders. Well, but the Russell Wilson thing, Nobody really knew he was going to be that bad and that the coach was terrible and all that. Uh, I could give the Denver side a break because they have a defense and they and then getting Russell Wilson to level off the offense. I can see that one. With the Raiders, I never saw it. You know, I never saw it. All right, we're wrapping it up here on the show. We thank Nick Hicks. We thank uh, Nick Weary. And we thank Omar Kelly. Of course, we thank Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend that uh, – Masters this entire uh, platform. Remember, we're going to be today at 5.30 at Kilroy's here in downtown Indy. So if you live or work in the downtown Indy area, come on out to Kilroy Sports Bar. It's a really cool sports bar, by the way. They've got a crap ton of TVs, man, and good service. And those garlic rolls with the cheese and the uh, and the pepperoni, oh, my God. Anyway, we'll see you there at 5.30. Uh, we appreciate everybody that tuned in. Sent in a a donation, a super chat, however it is. Reach out to our sponsors. We love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Have a great one.